passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cool me down a little bit. Play at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect, I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real. The way you do it, man. You said from day one, you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give them this, uh, this fire and ice. The Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach AB and Big Smitty. It wouldn't be the show without Big Smitty. Let's bring him in. What up? Ah, Let's go. I'm hyped today, JB. Let's get it. Hey, I got a little bone to pick with you. I can't wait for Matt McChesney to jump on because Matt's on the youngster's side today. Matt's going to pick Big Smitty's side today to talk about Joker. And I got to start the show off with 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 a... Morning rant today, and it's about the Joker. And I'm going to get into it right after this. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off plus a welcome bonus. It is full go. It is all sports, my friend, right now. We got the Heat tonight trying to eliminate the Celtics. Now that Denver beat the Lakers, they swept them. Uh, The Heat's got to sweep, so they got the same rest. And the final starts on time, and uh, we got a lot to discuss today. We got a lot to get into. BetOnline.ag, where all things betting happens. Head on over there. The Dodgers, my Dodgers, L.A. Dodgers, uh, they're still in first in the West. Uh, Major League Baseball is in full swing. Uh, we had Bra- Dallas Braden coming on the show today to talk baseball. He could not come on today. He will be on again very soon. So I just want to give you that uh, that update uh, on our schedule. But, uh, hey, Big Smitty and I are more than enough for everyone else out here. Don't even trip. We got Matt coming on. We got Steve Kim coming on today. 
There's still a lot to go through. Um, head on over to CanadaDipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. Get you a new ripper, CanadaDipCBD.com. Promo code COACHJB, all caps. Uh, we're on TikTok Live. We're on YouTube Live. We're on Twitter. We're on everything. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. We do it all. Big Smitty, it's uh, it's Talk That Talk Tuesday, dog. I'm ready to uh, talk. I'm ready to talk that talk. I hope you're ready, JB. I'm bringing that energy. I've been up for hours. I'm ready for this. I don't need no five-hour energy. My passion wakes me up, JB. That's Come right. On, I used to say the same shit, dog, when I was fucking 29, 30. <laughs> Times have changed, huh? Times have changed, huh, JB? <laughs> hey, work hard, play hard, dog. We don't need to sleep around here. Shit. It's getting it cracking. Oh, I'm already looking. Look, the, the chat is already going bananas on this Joker thing. Um, woo, I think it's about, I, I don't know, Big Smitty. I think it's about time for this uh, JB's rant because uh, woo, I, I got I got something to get into with this Joker thing. And uh, I'm going a, I'm to a take three to get this Joker thing in, Big Smitty. And I can't wait. I'm going to bring you back in. We got to have this debate. I'll be right back. Uh, it's my morning rant time, man. The Joker. I just went off last night. I did a little TikTok live. I did a little, uh, you know, I did a little TikTok live. I did a little IG live. The Joker, this talk about the Joker being a top five center already is absolutely just killing me. It is killing me. Like, what is going on with this Joker top five? Five BS. Like, is there is no way this fat, wobble body, slow ass, can't jump over a curb, can't defend nobody, is a top five center already. He hasn't even won a championship. And don't give me the two-time MVP shit. We know the MVP is a popularity contest. It is whatever's trending at the time. This cat ain't no goddamn, man, first of all, we don't body up anybody anymore. There is no body and putting a body on this cat. So there is no denial. We don't deny the the basketball anymore. Let me be clear. Dennis Rodman would have been denying this man the ball. Rick Mahorn, Lambeer, all the great centers, Ewing, Olajuwon, this dude would never have got the basketball like he's getting today. He is a complete joke and until he wins a championship he's going to be a joke er because he ain't the guy he's the other guy and you're asking you're telling me he's a top five center because of who he went up against anthony davis is as soft as runny baby shit like let's just be honest he's soft as runny baby shit ain't nobody defending uh the joker he gets what he wants when he wants. Nobody's defending him no more. We're in an era where you can't touch the dude. Come on, man. He ain't no damn top five center already. Now, here's my take before I get back to Big Smitty. All I got to say is this. Can we stop anointing these young cats so quickly? He has no rings. He's the first time Denver's been to a finals yet in his life. And... Now we're going to anoint him top five already. Come on, man. Let the dude play out his career. Let me see 10 more years of this dude doing this. Then I can have a conversation 
on how he is and how he fares up to the great. Right now, you can't tell me he's a top five center of all time in year. How what year is it for him? Five? Let me let me ask. Let me ask. Big Smitty. Oh shit. What what year is it for this cat? Five, it was six. At this moment that he knew he fucked up. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Listen. Uh, bring up the Michael Mars mask, cause I'm about to murder you right now, JB. Let me take it off. Are you kidding me? You gonna come here on a Tuesday show after the Nuggets just swept the Lakers, LeBron's Lakers, my Lakers, your Lakers, to go to their first NBA Finals, and you gonna attack Nikola Jokic, the triple double machine, average a triple double in multiple playoff uh, 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 situations. The only center since Wilt Chamberlain to do so. This guy, look at his numbers. He's unstoppable. I don't care how slow he is. I don't care how how he looks. It doesn't look pretty. But everything that's worth something don't look pretty. Everything that's good don't glitter and don't glows. The Joker is a monster. He can shoot the three. He's the best big man passer of all time. He has the fadeaway, the step back. He can body you in the paint. He's a great free throw shooter, great decision maker. You cannot name one weakness. He he has the jump hook. He can left hand, right hand. Whatever you need him to do, he can do it. He's the most skilled big man of all time. And if he wins the championship this year. Ooh, look at that stat drop. Look at that stat drop. And and, and, and who's that, Slick Nick? What what did it count to? What did it count to? They went 4-0. He didn't need points in fourth quarter. Half the time, he wasn't playing that much because the Lakers were getting their ass kicked. At the end of the day, the the Joker is the best big man in the league right now. I know Joel Embiid won the MVP. He's really good. But the Joker is the best big man in the league right now. And if he wins the championship this year, he will be a top five center of all time. And I'm ready to argue with you, JB, anybody in the chat. Come on, man. Look at the numbers. How are you going to say Jamal Murray carried him? Look at his numbers. It's the reason why uh, the Joker won the Western Conference Finals MVP award. It's the reason why that just happened. Because he was the most valuable player on the team. And Akeem Olajuwon, don't even start with that on TikTok. Um, All right. First of all, (laughs) we had this debate last night. Me and Smitty got into it on the phone last night. We were going to go live last night. It was late. I was in the jacuzzi. Um, getting some head. But anyway, here's the thing I got to talk about. I got I to I ask you this, Smitty. There's no way that you can sit up here and tell me that this man was running through this soft-ass Anthony Davis, this soft NBA that we, we have a – we literally have to check 10 minutes every seven or eight plays for a technical foul. Flagrant one, flagrant two. Like, come on, man. This dude don't even get bodied anymore, and we're going to put this guy on this level already? So you're going to bump him above a king. I mean, above Patrick Ewing. Both of them don't have a ring. Either one has a ring. So we're going to bump him above Patrick Ewing, who played 15 years in the league, who is an all-time great center. You're going to take him right above Akeem Olajuwon, who has two titles. You're going to take him right above Shaq. You're gonna take that. them right above. Not, not let me rephrase. Not above them, but you're putting it. You're putting them with these guys already. Let me hold on. Let me jump in right now, JB. If 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 the Joker wins the ring this year, here's my top five centers of all time: Kareem, Shaq, Hakeem Olajuwon, Wilt Chamberlain, and then Jokic. 
Point blank, period. Patrick Ewing, listen, I love Patrick Ewing. He was a monster. But like you just said, what did the Knicks win? Nothing. They didn't win anything. And the Joker has a way deeper bag than Patrick Ewing. I'm not dissing Ewing. It's just the facts. Like, look it up yourself. He's a Hold better on. passer, better shooter. He's more skilled. Those are just right, those are literal facts. He's more skilled. He's more skilled in the era where the center plays on the perimeter of the court. Like there isn't these centers I'm talking about were the greatest centers when we actually centered. We played the ball with position as it was meant to play. We played. We're, we got seven footers on top of the key, dishing out the rock. Now I'm not saying that's his fault. Because that's what the league is. They're a perimeter league now. We shoot threes. Steph Curry, 40-foot bombs. This is what we shoot more threes than we've ever shot in the NBA. And now we got our centers. Dirk Nowitzki screwed all other players by saying that I'm a seven-footer who's going to be on the top of the key. And now everybody wanted to be Dirk Nowitzki. And now all these big boys want to be Dirk Nowitzki. We got Embiid out top. Like, I'm watching the Lakers last night with a 15-point lead, uh, Smitty. And AD's on the perimeter shooting three. Like, why isn't your big ass down low and pounding on the Joker? By the way, Joker had five fouls. Maybe you could have got him another foul earlier in the damn second half instead of sitting your ass out on the three-point line. But that is where softness comes into play for me, and that's why this generation will never be equated to. I can't, I can't put him in top five, not yet. That's like the Patrick Mahomes thing. Top five already. We're going to get into that later. I, I know. But that's like we're going to anoint him already. It might, let me just ask you this fair question. I know you're going to keep it real. You don't believe that we're anointing these players at all-time high too quickly? And I'm talking about all sports, baseball, football, basketball. We're anointing dudes year two, year three, year four. Otani now is the greatest ever. Like, I'm hearing that shit online. I'm like, homie, he's played two years. Let's calm down. If he gets hurt tomorrow, knock on wood, but if Joker got hurt tomorrow or Patrick Mahomes, you all would forget about this dude in two weeks. He wouldn't even exist. He wouldn't be on anybody's top five. Well, listen, JB, you said a lot right there. So, listen, I'm, I'm trying to answer your questions as much as best I, as I can. Now, to, to answer the, this last question, do I, do I think we're anointing people too fast? Maybe some players are going to annoy too fast. But the names that you listed, Otani, the Joker, Patrick Mahomes, none of them are going to annoy it too fast. Let's start with Mahomes. And listen, for those of you who are new to me, if you go to my Twitter, you follow me on Twitter, me and Chiefs Kingdom, we do not get along. I'm a coach fan. I talk a lot of trash about the Chiefs. They don't like me. I don't like them. But well, I got to keep it the right show because they, they, they send me death threats. <laughs> All right, then. Well, all right. I guess we both going to be receiving them on this show. But let me say this. Patrick Mahomes is a bad man. Patrick Mahomes right now, right now. If he, if he said, you know what? I'm done playing football. If he pulled an Andrew Luck, he's already one of the best quarterbacks of all time he has two super bowl victories he's been to what three three super bowls he goes to the afc championship like every single year like it's a thing to do so how, how what yes he's one of the greatest of all time we've never seen anything like it the same thing going back to the main point going back to the joker we've never seen anything like it like let me ask you this what does the joker have to do in order to gain your respect it sounds like to me there's nothing he can do because you're so hung up on this era being 
quote unquote soft and not being the same way as you grew up. And, and it's, it's like you have that nostalgia for the 90s and the 80s and the way they used to do things that you can't adjust to how they're playing the game today. The Joker, all he can do is control what he can control. That's what our that's what my football coaches said in college all the time. Control the controllables. That's all Joker can do. He can't change the rules. He can't make the uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Ewan and Shaq come back to the league so they can guard him just to prove something. He has to control what he can control. And it's today's league. Big men are more skilled. They have to know how to pass. They have to they have to step on the outside. They have to do more. But the Joker's not soft. That's my thing. Like, if you want to call AD soft, that's that's fair. The Joker, this guy is in the paint, bodying guys. Then he'll shoot a three. Then he'll pass. he does everything. So what what does he have to do to gain your respect? All right. First of all, what I love when I hear we've never seen Patrick Mahomes before. Do you ever heard about this guy named Dan Marino who used to do this shit like this? You ever seen a guy do like shit like this? I ain't seen Mahomes do this type of shit. I ain't seen Mahomes do this type of shit. Let's quit talking about we've never seen this guy before. We have seen Patrick Mahomes before. Trust me, a lot of times. Have you heard of a guy named Brett Favre? Have you heard of a guy named Aaron Rodgers? Have you heard of a guy doing this shit in 1985? This guy has been around before. Let's pump our brakes on the whole. We've never seen this guy before. I love when I hear that shit. This guy is not a Dan Marino as far as he, – he's not an Elway. He's not a Favre. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He is an ad better. That's why. He's better he's than everybody you just listed. That's why. You can't even hit the quarterback now. How can you tell me he's better? You're a D lineman. You should be salivating right now like, man, I wish I would have been able to hit this dude and really tested his fortitude and really test his fault. That's not his fault, JB. That's not – you're blaming players today. It's a trend. No. You're blaming today's players for the rules. It's not his fault. Not blaming him at all. I'm not blaming him at all. What I'm saying is you can't go out on a limb and say, this guy is the greatest of all time, and you've never had him in the same scenario. Like, you can't say he's the best when you haven't had to, had to face the same iron in the fire. Like, if you can't face live bullets – and you're a seven-on-seven seven guy, you can't say he's in the same level as a Aikman, Marino, Elway when they were getting chin-shotted and their nail and their shit split every day and concussed? Hell no. Hey if, hey, if that's the mindset then, if that's the mindset, let's not make any more greatest of all time lists. Let's stop comparing players. And if, if it's all about how tough you are and how tough your era was, you know what? Joe Namath is the greatest quarterback of all time, man. Because back in the day, they had one fucking – Face mask, piece of thing on their helmet. They had zero protection. They were drop kicking, heartbreak kids, Shawn Michaels people in the face. There were no rules. You could grab them. You could horse collar. You could do all that. So it was all about how tough, tough yeah, it was. Joe Namath's the goat. He's the goat. Smitty got to have his own daily rant. You got Smitty on one right now. Smitty all got to have his daily rant. We're gonna have a Smitty morning rant too, man. We got to add that in there now because he on one right now. I, we're gonna go back to Jim Thorpe with leather helmets next. Um, Man, JB, that's what you're telling me. That that if you take a second in the chat, let me know if I'm wrong. Chat, talk to me because I do talk back. Am I tripping, or is JB basically saying that the era is too soft today in all sports to compare any great players today to any great players of old? Because back in the day, we had it so much tougher. We used to get hit. We had to fight. 
We have to claw for every penny we got. You guys get paid too much money. You don't deserve it. It's soft. Arr, old man on the porch. Let me know if I'm wrong, chat. Let me know. Oh, I love it. I love, I love that people are with you in the chat. I like that shit. I'm glad we got a, a younger. We got a young. Uh, we already got 330 people in here, 19 minutes in. It's all good. We'll, uh, make sure you guys pound that like button. We should have 325 likes. Uh, TikTok is 300 people over here. All right, what up, what up, what up? We're right here live. Uh, me and Smitty, man, it's going to be oh, great man, back and forth uh, every day. But today is Talk That Talk Tuesday, and he's talking. And you know I'll talk back. Um, we got a lot to discuss here, man. Steve Kim will join us in the second hour. Matt McChesney will be joining us in the second hour as well, 30 minutes apart from each other. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about because you know he's a Denver Nugget, and he's been hitting me up all night long. Yeah, they yeah, swept yeah. the Lakers. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Smitty, I got to ask you this. LeBron's come out since. LeBron's come out since. And drop this. Uh, I'm unsure if I'll return. Uh, I, this is a whole nother. This is going to be another debatable topic right now. Because I'm going to tell you right now. To me, this is what losers do at an all-time rate. Losers make fucking excuses for excuses. And I'm tired of seeing this soft-ass cat come out and want. He wants pity. He needs to feel Everyone needs to feel pity for this dude. I'm in year 20. I'm 38. I, I, I got swept. I don't know if we have enough talent around me. I can't play 40 minutes no more. Blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, you chose to play this game. Nobody's begging you. You're a billionaire off of this game. So go away quietly, humbly, or, or have some humility, or stay your ass in it. But we don't need to hear your sob story, dog. You got swept. It is what it is. You are the single greatest player ever to lose this many meaningful basketball games. And this era, your era, will go down as the Steph Curry era. Make no mistake about it. Steph Curry is the era, not LeBron James. He chased rings. Steph Curry stayed in one place. Steph Curry won the same amount of rings, and they beat each other. They beat LeBron twice. LeBron's beat Steph once. I'm taking Steph Curry over LeBron. This is Steph Curry's era, not LeBron's. We need to give him more flowers, less to this dude right here. This guy can't shoot, can't make free throws down the line. It's stretch. He's never been able to do this in the history of his career, and we're calling him to go. Why? Because, Coach, he's 6'8". He can run. He can jump. He's an all-time leading scorer. Yeah, in an era where you can't foul him, you can't play man, you play zone defense, and we're in an era where he played in four different generations and four different teams. 
and the Eastern Conference was garbage when you took Boston out. When they broke up that team, Miami Heat was the best team in the East by far. They lose to an average-ass Dallas Mavericks team with no big three. They lose to an average-ass, slow-ass Ginobili and Parker in San Antonio, and we're calling this dude the GOAT. Listen, he's a freaking nature. I get it. I understand what he is, but he ain't the GOAT. Let's stop it. Okay, let's please stop it. There's only eight out. There's only two guys that have ever done that right there, and I don't see LeBron's name on it. The only guy to win a scoring title and an all-defensive first-team player are Kobe and Jordan, and we've suddenly put LeBron over Kobe out of nowhere. I'm still curious as to why that happened, but what do I know, dog? Go ahead. You, you can have it, dog. I'm tired of the LeBron shit. I'm over this damn LeBron shit. He's a choke artist, homie. He don't win in big games. That's just what it is. <laughs> JB, sip your coffee, sip some water, take a deep breath, because LeBron got you pissed right now. What did he do to you? Did, you, did y'all fight back in, back in 05 or something, something that we don't know about, JB? What's going on? Man, I'm tired of hearing this LeBron shit, man. Like, go take your ass away then. I don't care. I don't care if you play with your sorry-ass son either. Your son oh. is garbage. Oh, JB. Hey, I had a flag. I throw a flag right now. Hey, hold up. Where the flag at? First down. Oh, you got a whistle too. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, man. So let me, first of all, let me respond to the whole. By the way, we're at it right now. We weren't going to go into this LeBron thing right now, but we have to because of this damn retirement tweet, right? You agree? Yes, no, for sure. Now we saw we saw this. It's like hey, we, we got to talk about it. So to to start there, I mean, I'm, are you shocked? I'm not shocked. He's again, he's he's year twenty. We watched his playoff run, and it's clear clear as day that he's losing gas in the tank. He does not have it. He has to pick and choose parts during the game when he can bring it on full speed, and when he has to take it back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even a LeBron fan. Everybody who knows me knows I'm not a LeBron fan. But again, I have to be real. We've never had these expectations for any other player who's in year 18, 19, or 20. We're giving LeBron the same exact expectations as we got, as we gave him like year four, year five. So my thing is, I understand that he's still playing at a pretty high level. So in our minds, we're like, this is the same LeBron. He has to win and all this and that. But like, but no, we have to give him the same type of level of, of, I guess not respect, but just judgment that we gave a Jordan during the Wizards years, Kobe during his last few years, et cetera. So that's number one. So I'm not surprised that he's talking about retirement. Now, do I think he's going to do it? No, because he wants to see if Bronny is going to have the chance to make it to the league. And Bronny's not sorry. Now, listen, comparison is the thief of joy. Is he as good as his daddy? Hell no. It's hard to be as good as LeBron, who's an all-time great. But Bronny is a good player. I, I watched him last year. Good defender. He's a 3 and D guy. He's athletic. I think he's going to have a pretty good career at SC. Is he going to be phenomenal? Who knows? But he's going to be a solid player. So because of that, I think LeBron's going to give it at least one more year to see how Bronny performs at SC and see if he has a chance to play with him in the league. That's what I think. But to everything else you said as far as, like, playing in front of Kobe already, you know, he's not the GOAT. I ain't going to lie, JB. I agree with you. With that, my, my top five, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Magic. That's my top five. That To me, that's what it is. I don't get why 
people have moved LeBron in front of Kobe. I like Bryce better than Bronny, to be honest. You like who? Bryce. Well, hey, well, Bryce has this. I mean, he, he's younger. We'll see, but he's showing a lot of a lot of uh, 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 great signs. So we shall right, see. Let me let me cut, let me hold your tongue for one second. This is yeah. why, though, I say the anointing aspect of this thing. I believe that anointing part kicks in right what you're talking about right now. We're telling you that. Remember, dog. I played with hoopers. I I had four dudes on my high school team that are NBA first round draft pick. So I'm just telling you, I played around hoopers in L.A. back in the day when hoopers were hoopers. So I know a hooper. That dude ain't no hooper. He, If he was not LeBron James' son, he would be a fucking average-ass Joe walking down the street, and he probably be, wouldn't even be going to SC. I'm going to tell you right now. I've been watching him all year. I watched him in the McDonald's game. This dude is Hold not on. a great-ass hooper. He is an average Joe. He wasn't even his best high school team player. So That's like cool. that, he he went to a school with like a fucking hella good players. I, in my high school, I, 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 I in my high school, I played the fifth best player on my team. I was a dog, but I played with other dogs. So it is what it is. Like just because you ain't the best player on your team, I mean you're not good. You mentioned the McDonald's All American game. Bronny was hooping, and those are the yeah, best players. Yeah. Those are the best players in the country. Like you proved my point. If you would have really, said not really, because his ass shouldn't even been invited, but we we know why he got invited. Let's okay. Just- but 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 JB, he got invited and he actually balled out in the game with the best players. So like what he like he proved that he is in the mix of the best players. I was a guy too early on. I'm like, okay, I gotta see more because Sierra Canyon has so many good players that Bronny was kind of like you know 10 points here, 12 points here. He wasn't like going crazy, but context matters. And I think if he was on a on an average team where he was just a guy. He probably could average 22 a game. We see, again, the McDonald's All-American game is the best players in the country, and he performed at a high level. So, like, come on now. A- at the end of the day, we're going to see it as see how he performs. The NBA ain't going to just draft him just to draft him. Jordan's kids didn't make it to the league. They, they went to college. They were they were average, and they didn't make it to the league. So, like, they ain't, ain't going to be no handouts. So, we got to see. But he's good enough to be a Division One basketball player. Come on. We'll see. Dude. I don't know what LBC Rob, my boy LBC Rob, what are you talking about? He said my high school team was known for not showing up to being prima donnas. What? Motherfucker, we beat the brakes off Polly. What the fuck are you talking about, homie? Ed O'Bannon had 55 on Willie McGinnis, homie. I was right there. What are you talking about? You got me fucked up. We locked Tyus Edney down and beat the shit out of Long Beach Polly. Motherfucker, we was undefeated for four years in high school. What the fuck are you talking about? Motherfucker, we the number one team in America for four years, homie. Remember, James Harden went to my high school, motherfucker, not the other way around. Don't get it twisted, homie. You got me fucked up. That wasn't no regular ass Artesia when you grew up, homeboy. That was when we had gangsters at Artesia. Nowadays, you could talk that shit, maybe. But not when I played there. Shit, half of Compton was at Artesia, homie. You got me fucked up. We didn't show up. Shit, we beat the shit out of Polly, motherfucker. In football, too. Don't get it twisted. Um, oh, man. JB, hold on real quick. JB, what position did you play in, uh, in football back in the days? Quarterback. You were a quarterback? I was a quarterback. Yeah, I was a quarterback. Got to the play practice squad with the Chiefs, played arena. Arena, I went everywhere. I played in NFL Europe. Here's the thing, though, Smitty. I played linebacker, too. I was fucking playing linebacker, slow as hell, but I was at the ball, smacking your ass, and going over there and taking an under center snap the next play on offense. See, that's why you have a problem with today's era. 
Back in my day, we had to play both sides. I was the Mike. I was calling the plays and sucking the quarterback. Then I stayed on the field, smoked the Marlboro, threw it over on the sidelines, and played quarterback. That's why your, your experience is why you don't like today's era. That's tough. To play linebacker, like kudos to you, bro, because that's hard to do. That's very hard to do. And they, and, and somebody said, uh, now I'm claiming Harden. No. Harden's claiming me, motherfucker. Harden went to my high school, homie. Don't get it twisted. So did Jason Capono. And I went to Ed O'Bannon and Charles O'Bannon's high school. They're ahead of me. See, that's the problem. We don't pay homage to our forefathers anymore. You guys just want to say that somebody's more popular, that it's his school. No, it's not. Because James Harden needed a pass from me to walk the campus, motherfucker. That was way after I already left. But I was coaching at Artesia when Harden was there playing. So let's make sure we're clear here. Um, so did Orlando Scandrick, by the way, if you want to really go into brass tacks here. I coach Orlando at Artesia High as a sophomore. So let's be clear. Um, yeah, we had hoopers all over the place at Artesia. Uh, let's get into uh, this breaking news real quick as we transition into some football. Um, Austin Eckler, big get, sign, re-signs with the Chargers. What do you got to say about this one? Um, I, uh, you know, he was pretty pissed. Now, remind you, let's just give you some stats off the dome because I'm a stat. I know all sports, Smitty, contrary to belief, this dude is a 2,000-yard-a-year back. Total yards, right? A mass yards. He's a 20-touchdown-a-year back. He catches the ball. He returns the ball. He runs the ball. Now, he's a 20-touchdown, 2,000-yard guy. And that is just the nature of the beast now, dog. NFL running backs are a dime a dozen. They don't want to pay them. They are short-lived, the shortest-lived position in football. Ask Saquon Barkley. Ask Adrian Peterson. Ask all these guys. So what do you think about this one? Because I'm glad the Chargers anteed up and drop their nuts because they've always been a, they've always been the team that we look at like the Clippers in LA. You always end up clippering or you always end up chargering. The Chargers will charger. That is what they say, right? Cuz they always screw it up. Right. What do you think about this? This is a huge huge move for the Chargers, man. I agree with you 1000%, man. Shout out to the to the LA Chargers. This move lets me know that they're serious about you know, making a run in the playoffs this next year. Austin Eckler, he's a beast. He he's a utility guy, like you said. I mean, he he can catch out the backfield. He can, you know, he's obviously a running back and run out the backfield. Um, he's a guy that I mean, I think he had like 13 rushing touchdowns. I'm not, I'm not sure how many receiving touchdowns he had last year, but he's a touchdown machine. If you need to get the ball in the end zone, have Austin Eckler on your squad, and it will happen. I know Justin Herbert, who I call Jay Herbo. I know he's excited right now because that's just another weapon to have in his arsenal. Takes pressure off of him, you know, a check down guy, a guy who you can turn around, hand the ball to, and, and you feel confident about, and a guy who can go out there and, and actually route you up a little bit and, and be like an additional wide receiver to add, to add along to, to the rest of those guys with, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, and those cats. So I'm very high on the Chargers, man. I, I think Justin Herbert is a guy that, man, once he reaches, reaches his peak, he will be in the conversation of best quarterback in the league. You know what I'm saying? I think with those weapons and everything, I think the Chargers, they're doing some really good things over there. And this might be the year that, that they actually make a run in the playoffs. So Austin Eckler is a huge, huge piece of that team. And it was very smart. I think on both sides, you know what I'm saying, for the Chargers to keep them and Austin Eckler to just go ahead and stay because we've seen this before. The grass is not always greener 
on the other side. You know, we he, former running back Melvin Gordon used to be, you know, a Charger, and he he had his highest highs with the Chargers and decided to sit out and try to get more money. That didn't work, and then had an injury, and from there his career has kind of been a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? Up and down. So sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and it's best to just stay put and, and continue to grow uh, with the team the team you're with. Hey, I, I, I made a huge, uh, what do they call it, party foul. I did a party foul. I didn't uh, I didn't give us the, the, the normal quote of the day. I got to start the quote of the day off. Ooh. We started off with this rant, and we went right into it because this Joker shit got my blood boiling. <clears throat> I was, quote of the day, real quick and simple. I'm going to put on the ticker. <clears throat> if it don't open, it's not your door. Real quick and simple. So uh, that is just something I live by. That is what it is. Rowdy Rick and TikTok. Uh, he doesn't realize. I'm not going to say it because I got a new co-host, but usually I'd say it. But we know where your girl is today, so shut up. Um, hey, if it don't open, dog, it's not your door. Real simple and sweet. Like, quit quit reaching for shit. Move on. Let's get on. Let's get on with it. Because a lot of people just keep looking where shit used to be. Instead mm-hmm. of looking ahead, I took the rearview mirrors out of my car, Big Smitty, because I ain't going that way. I don't look back. So it is what it is. Make sure you guys follow Darnell at at Darnell underscore Smith 95. Make sure you follow him on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Poll question, Smitty. We got to ask, is Joker a top five center of all time? Make sure you drop your comments in the section below. TikTok too. Uh, There's about 400 people on TikTok right now. We got it cracking. Um, Let me put the the ticker down here. Yes, sir. the Joker dethrones the king. That is the title of this show. LeBron gets 40, but gets swept. Is there a counterbalance to that? I get it. You, you had 30 at halftime, though. So you clearly saw that second half took a toll on him. Um, he's clearly not, you know, 28 years old no more. That's no. That's not a knock. I'm not using that as a knock on him. He's the oldest player to ever have 40 in a playoff, I guess. Uh is what they said last night. So he continues to break records. So we know that LeBron's a great of all time. We get it. <clears throat> but is he the greatest? I don't know. Here's what I will say, though. Where was AD? Where yeah. was AD? That's all I want to know. Like, where was AD? I For a, re, for a stretch there, I think Darvin Ham actually yanked his ass to make a point because he didn't play for like 12 minutes. And I'm like, did they really pull this dude for that long? Um, yeah. I I mean, he, he blows my mind, man. He really does. Like, here's my thing, Smitty. This is why I, I have so much angst. Like, I'm going to use the word angst versus the younger generation. Because back, and I know I'm the old man on the on the, on the the porch yelling. Back in my day. I know you guys love to hear that shit. But here's the thing, though. Even if we had a personal disagreement or a beef with a teammate we were never going to tank on that guy or quit and especially in an elimination game or even in a game like let's say last game of the season and we're we're juniors in college and we're returning to play our senior year or in high school we're going to go ball out regardless and we'll figure out each other in the offseason if we're going to still be boys what all that bullshit but we're going to play hard like i saw ad last night quit because he has a personal vendetta or some type of issue with LeBron James. That's what I see with my optical eye that evaluates talent better than anyone else. 
and Judge's character, in my opinion, better than anyone else. And that's what I saw last night. I saw a tapped out AD who did not want to do it for his brother, even though if you don't, if you got beef, so be it. But you're his brother on the court that day, regardless of what you think. We don't have that mindset no more. We don't go all out for myself, for my organization, for my college, for my team. It's all me, 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 me. And I promise you, if I was a betting man, his ass will demand for a trade this offseason. And I, I just think he tapped out. I thought he was soft. I, th- I already know he's soft. Um, he's a top five talent of, of in the NBA, dog. There's no question about it. I think he's the best big man talent-wise in the NBA. But you can't ever say it because he's just a half-ass show-up guy. Mm. Man, hey, that hey, you said a lot right there, JB. And hey, that's a I, I never thought about that when I was watching the game that there was something going on off the court. You know, AD and LeBron always do all the little handshakes, and when they win games, they always hug after the game. So, to, to my eyes, I thought everything was great. But who, hey, who knows, man? They call you Coach JB for a reason. So you you have that all CNI. You might have seen something that I didn't see. But AD has been like this all playoffs. Like, are you surprised? Are you shocked? Because AD is every other game is <laughs> what they should call him. Yeah, you know what I'm but at least you, you know you. This is the game he's supposed to ball though. Because I, I I know when I bet him, I bet I bet him on even number games, not odd number games. Because right. that's that's what I bet us at. So I bet him last night, and he was shitty. And he usually usually he's been on every other game. And I'm like, come on, man, this dude. He just like for you not to show up in a game seven to me. Um. Not a game seven, but it was a game seven for you. It was an elimination right, right. game. Uh, for you not to show up uh, to me, just it, it 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 speaks volumes, dog. I just I just I'm good. Let, all right, let me say this. I I think what it was is he kind of I do agree that he somewhat even subconsciously gave up a little bit. You're down 0-3. No team in NBA history has ever came back from being down 0-3. But bigger than that. He going, he's going against the best big man in the league, and that's demoralizing. That's demoralizing to go against a top five center of all time in Nikola Jokic, and you can't do anything to stop him. He's doing step back threes in your face. Did you see that three? It looks so ugly, but it was beautiful at the same time. <laughs> step back. I mean, you got a luckier motherfucker in a playoff series. No, like, it, it's not all series long that we're just like, but it's not luck. That just it just he has an ugly form. That's how he shoots. That's no, literally how he shoots. I'm not saying he's lucky. I'm just saying he hit a couple lucky shots. We can <laughs> call that lucky though. When a guy's in his face and he's at the buzzer, like I, I, mean, I don't know if he's gonna hit that shot normally. That's sec- but that's the second time he did the step back through no, eighty three. Did it so? And Murray, and Murray did too though. Murray hit a few too. If you keep doing it, JB, it ain't luck. It's skill. They practicing these shots. And the reason why we call it luck is because it's, so yeah, unbelie- it's so unbelievable. Like, you don't realize how good these yeah. guys really are. Like, there's right. guys that buried at the end of the bench who go to your local park and drop 70 on you, and they yeah. don't even play in the NBA. So there's a because I hang out with Dan, you know uh, Danny Green and, and D'Lo. I know these guys. Listen, they're like JB. We play in the league, and then there's guys that are the players in the league. Mm. and there is a huge difference. But if anyone in the NBA goes to your local park, they're dropping 70 on anybody any given day. Just imagine the difference between that guy and a LeBron and a Joker and these other guys. There's just different levels to shit. And I don't know if you saw my, my Compton native brother. I don't know if you saw DeRozan come out on a podcast the other day and was talking about how many garbage NBA players there are. 
I saw that he was on uh Paul George's podcast. Shout out to him. And uh yeah, he said he's they both said uh, there's a large part of the league that that's trash, that's straight garbage. And I thought that was pretty alarming to, to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I you know, but being a football guy and, and seeing certain players in the league, like I know there's some trash players in the league. There's some guys in the league that I know when I was coming out of college, if I was healthy, I'm was definitely better than. And it's not me being a hater, it's just like facts are just facts. So I guess it's the same thing across every sport. You know, we assume that, you know, in, in, the, in the NBA that everybody just, you know, is amazing because it's such, such a hard league to get into. But evidently it's not. It's trash-ass players in every single league. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I that is. Here on TikTok, he said you got hoopers and then you got basketball players. That's a def- that's a real thing because we, we used to say hoopers back in the day, right? Whether right. it was in the hood, at the park, it's in school – Hooper, he's a hooper, and and that there is a huge difference in a hooper, and then you know you got the quote unquote Tim Duncan, right? He's Mister Fundamental. He's gonna do all the right shit, like you know Shaq used to clown him all the time, messing around with him, like you're Mister Fundamental. There is that guy who could still be really good, but then you got hoopers who, I'm be let's be honest, where I'm from, they don't practice the same amount of time. They wake up when they wake up, put on their shoes, and go out and dunk on your ass without stretching. And then you got cats like me. I got to stretch and shit. I got, I blow my damn hamstring out, right? We I've coached those type of guys. And it's like, hey, man, there is that's, that's, that's a real thing. You take those guys, and there's, there's guys that got it, whatever it is. And then there's guys like myself who had to go earn it and right. figure it out and go – Work harder and do get up earlier and go to bed later. Some guys just got it like that, dog. Like I equate it like this, Big Smitty, and I tell my players all the time, and I used to tell my staff, my assistant coaches, like, damn, coach, we work 20-hour days. I'm like, well, if you could come to me and say we can work two-hour days and get all the shit done, then let's do it. But I haven't seen that yet, and that's the thing. Like the little Asian kid goes and takes the math test. Guess what? He didn't study at all. I've been studying for six weeks. And I fail the test. This dude comes in, knocks out, gets all 100% on a test. I, 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 this is a real story. And I used to holler at him like, dog, what did you do to study? Goes, I don't study. Mm. Some shit comes to people naturally. Some shit don't. And that's a you problem. I say it all the time. That's a you problem, dog, if he got a, he got 100 on the math test and you st- studied all damn day. Sorry, that's not my problem. That's a you problem. So... I don't think we look at shit like that no more. I don't think we look at it's a you problem. We we always want you to feel sorry for me. Nah, that's a you problem, homie. Figure it out. We don't have that no more. We don't we don't look at life like that no more. So I I don't know. It, it, it's kind of that's the, that's the issue I have with this. I love all generation. I, I got great kids from the young generation hit me up all the time. Like coach, you're actually right. I hate some of my kids, and I'm like I hate to use the word hate. I hate that word. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm glad that certain young kids and certain generations actually do say, man, I do. These are like high school kids, Smitty, not your age, but high school kids not right now, like, Coach, we got the softest kids on our team. Like, at least I see younger kids realizing it, too. So hopefully we can change that narrative. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, it's, uh, it's to be determined, man. TBD, I guess. It's to be determined uh, moving forward. I got I to gotta slide into the culture uh, side of things real quick, Smitty, before Matt jumps on. Um, there's this internet sensation, and it's, when I say sensation, it's not in a good way. Like, 
Today we have kids who are doing TikTok videos and, and Instagram reels for all the wrong reasons, right? We got cats out here trying to get clickbait, trying to do crazy prank videos to make a buck online. Um, everybody in the chat, everybody on TikTok, I'm sure you heard of this guy, Mizzy or whatever his name is. Mm. He's, uh, he's this clown, I think over in London or somewhere. And uh, he's basically doing TikTok videos, um, you know, in light of, of other people's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, demise, I guess. Pain, distress, yep, whatever. And here's a little video. I'll show a little bit of this. Guy. So he, he walks into your home while the wife is sitting there. He just walks into people's house uh, houses and acts like, like with a whole crew of cats filming, like I, I just like it just can't happen to me. Like I, it's just this ain't gonna happen. Like this is a I got my kid in the house. Like uh, that guy's a real nice guy right there because there ain't gonna be a lot of questions asked. And he this ain't this ain't the only thing. Like that mother got some balls, man. I. This ain't the only thing he's doing, Smitty. We're not going to show too much of it. He's not. That's not the only thing he's doing. He's stealing people's dogs. He's jumping in people's cars, acting like it's an Uber car, and it's just a regular guy. And he's like, man, this ain't no Uber. He's just jumping in your car, sitting next to you like it's Uber. Uh, he's going up to black women and calling them mama. And, and, and like one black lady almost hit him with an umbrella. Um this is where we are now, dog. This is the content that these cats think they need to do because they're so unoriginal. I call it unoriginal. People think it's original content. I think it's unoriginal because for you to take it out and use it against regular humanity, regular people every day to make your shit nice, to me is lazy content. It is lazy, and it's going to get your ass probably smoked one day because if you walk into this i wish i i'm a, i would love to leave my door open for your ass uh, I, I i mean i would i would just see a 140 pound pit bull on your neck and i would just watch it for a long i would watch it for a while and then i'll film it smitty i'm gonna film that shit and then that is what's gonna go viral not your ass walking in my house so anyway since that video he's been arrested he was arrested last night and prior to his arrest, while he was arrested, his crew filmed him. And basically, he called like he's a cult leader. He called for all his followers to go out and just destroy England. And he's got a big following because of what he is and the youth in that era. He has these cats going out and robbing and smashing and grabbing. And all kind of shit has happened last night since his arrest. Like, who is this dude? He's not fucking Michael Jordan. So that's that tells you who we follow nowadays, and I know I know you saw this guy. You got caught up on this kid last night. Uh, what do you think about this Mizzy character? Man, Mizzy. I mean, just the name alone. Like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Let's start there. I mean, nah, this guy just a, just a sign of what a society is today, and, it, and this is a side that I do agree with you on, JB. Like, we do everything for clicks. Everything. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing I won't do to get views. There's nothing I won't do to make these people follow me and, and quote unquote love me. It's like it's really a sense of insecurity in, in my eyes. So we're like, you don't care what it is. You, you have no morals, no beliefs, no respect. 
for anybody around you, you're willing to do whatever you have to do to get followers. And that is something that I just can't respect. I don't understand. You know, I know me and you, we talked offline before just in general. And, I'm, and I think one thing I said was like, listen, I, you know, I, I would never, and I, you're the same way, would never do something that, that's against who we are just to get more fans, just to get money, just to do, like, there has to be a line behind certain things. And, and like you said, it's not it's not original content. Anybody can go do some stupid shit. I can go outside and go take somebody's purse and run and run up somebody's house. That's not creative. That's not talented. You're not, like, you're not doing anything that no one else can do. And it's going to end up leading to something dangerous. Let that let Mizzy run into the wrong house. Like you said, let Mizzy run into somebody in my family house. It's going to be a misunderstanding. It's going to be furniture moving. It's going to be a lot of stuff that could go down. So, like, he, 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 this is something that we laughing now. People laughing, he, 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 and all that. All right. If he runs to the wrong house, man, we're going to be seeing different tweets and different videos. And I'm not I'm wishing shocked. that. It's, I'm it's just a fact. He's, I'm shocked that he's. He's alive. I mean, I'll be honest. I, there's some nice people over in London because. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that I, shit would not go down o- o- over here, man. Like you said, we, we only showed you one video, but the man's taking like old women's purses and taking dogs and running and like. So he doing- walked up to you. He walked up to an old lady and was like, oh, the dog. And, you know, people going to let you pet their dog or whatever. He just grabs right. them and runs off like a little, a little, a little chihuahua or whatever it was. Right. We know he ain't done. He ain't gonna grab my dog. Like right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I don't get. People don't understand. There's there's like uh perceptive perception is reality, unfortunately. And this cat is going out here acting like uh his shit don't stink, dog. He's gonna get his ass bit one day uh by one of them clappers or one of my dog's teeth. I don't know, but there's gonna be a hell to pay if the he goes in the wrong house. I'm I'm shocked that he's been out this long because he's become viral. Because of the the shit he's doing, and it ain't good shit. It ain't, and I don't say you have to do all this perfection and this high character content. No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, like, I'm not gonna use other people's downfalls to make myself look good. Like, hell no, that's just me as a cop out. That's why we got kids stealing Amazon packages on your front porch every day because we're lazy, we're enabled, and I gotta be honest. Where are the parents of these motherfuckers? Like, I, I'm just confused on where there's that many bad households right now in the world. Like, Scary. I'm sitting there like, damn, dog, there's this many horrible ass homes, parented homes. Cause, like, we're seeing dudes running around like wildfire. And I'm just like, there's no way. And I'm, in, I'm from Compton in the hood. There's no way. That our growing up, my homies was gonna be out here doing that because we had to pay for shit when we got home. And yeah, I don't care if you had a daddy at home or not. Back in the day, even my when in my homeboys, we'd go home. Guess who beat that ass? Grandma, auntie, mama, like with a switch, with a broom, whatever. Nowadays, like ain't nobody to worry about when you go home. And there's a whole there's a whole part of this thing. We 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 want to add culture into this show. We want to add reels talk banter. Um I here's my takeaway from this, Smitty. I think when we took away eating together at home, whether it was me and my mama, me and my grandma, me and my auntie, whatever it was, the homies, whatever it was, when everything came out on the phone and everything was on the move and everything was go get it right now, instant gratification, I got to have it right, right now. 
and we stopped eating at home as a family. We stopped eating at home together. Man, I'm telling you, that's where I put this thing. I put my finger on that particular situation. When we stop eating together is when we start feeding on each other. Mm. Man, that's real, JB. That's real. And to, to add to that, man, to that point, I think a part of that, too, the, the fact that families aren't eating together and sitting together, spending time together, they know less about each other. So a lot of these parents don't even, I think, don't even know what their kids are fucking doing. You know what I'm saying? Like the, some of these parents, you know, they might have a Facebook account, but they're they're not on TikTok. TikTok is a young man's uh, game. You know what I'm saying? So they, I I wonder if that Mizzy guy, if his parents even has any idea of the type of person he is and what he's really doing. You know what I'm you know, saying? You know but, the cool part is we had hood cat. We you know I grew up with cats that like had it real rough at home, of, of course, right? So right. the person at home. Might have been mom and dad and both might have been dead. And it might have been grandma raising them. And grandma's 87 years old, raising a 15-year-old. She has no clue what's going on out in these streets. She's just trying to, you know, be a person there for the kid to live in. But the kid is out here doing God knows what. And she don't, she'll never know. It sounds like we have a ton of that going on right now. When I where I know we don't have that because we got more younger mamas and daddies right now than we've ever had in our in my 47 year so there's more babies having babies now than there's ever been so that there's no more the 85 year old alone single parent at the house and your 20 year olds out here ravished in town i don't believe that's as much as it used to be when i was growing up now we got young parents who don't know how to parent their kid and their babies too and now we're we're letting our babies get out here and get out of hand that's where i think we are right now but that's a whole nother discussion, but we got a, we got guys like Mizzy out here who uh he the the kid too is just he's he's handpicking who he goes up to. I will tell you that because that's what that's what I was gonna say, and that and to me like that that's that's almost worse than action, right? Because he he's picking it's almost like 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 the bully picking on like the, the the little nerdy kid that you know you could bully on. You ain't gonna pick somebody who you who you know who gonna get back with you. So that's soft too. Like it's immature, it's reckless, it's dangerous, it's stupid, and it's soft, all mixed together. And that's how I describe this kid based upon what I've seen. Hopefully, him getting arrested, changing some things mentality wise, and he understands that, that this shit is serious, and he learned from it because it's a shame that he's using his influence negatively to to have people go through the the, the city and, and 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 wreck the town. And like, come on, man, we need less of that. We, we need more. Good energy, more positive vibe. Use your platform to educate, spit real. Like you said, it ain't got to be all, you know, by the book. Me and you, we're not PC, but we're going to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't going to be out here doing stupid shit to, to neg negatively influence stuff. So that's all I got to say about it, man. Ho hopefully the kid, you know, uh, he's still young, so I'm not giving up on him. I just hope that he gets some guidance that, that he needs. Yeah, uh, yeah, the crowd's going crazy because I, I agree. If you if you walk into someone's house, I know it's not gonna it's not gonna end up well. That's the thing about it. So I mean, it's just right. it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, what if they was doing that and they had straps? Like that's even. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't get it. It's crazy. You can't really do nothing no more. It's not. It's just uh, even in the hood back in the day, darn now we used to leave our doors open. Right. Even in Compton in the eighties. The doors were left open because cats didn't mess with each other's neighbor. They didn't, we didn't shit where we ate. Right. And nowadays, though, you can't do it. Can't do it. Like, 
You cannot do it anymore because you leave your shit open now. Shit, you're not only your neighbor, but shit, his homie's going to come. And then you got random folks coming down your street. And like, shit, we used to leave our cars unlocked overnight. We used to, all kinds of shit. I just, I miss those days, but those days uh, are far gone. And, uh, you know, now you got to get through, we got to get through it um, and get on to the next. But Matt will be joining us here in a few minutes. Man, there's a lot to unfold. I, I want to ask Matt about this right here, Smitty. Uh, oops, real quick. Uh, the NFL now will be allowed to carry a third quarterback without using a roster spot. That is kind of what I mentioned to you yesterday when I asked you, what do you think about the NFL having its own cap for quarterbacks? Mm. Um, I believe this is the first step towards that movement. And I think that you, you allow – a team to carry a third QB without using a roster spot. Well, how that's an oxymoron then it's a hypocritical thing to do because how you, how are you going to have a roster spot not being so, so it's just a ghost spot, but this guy is going to get paid, right? He ain't for free. Right? So how is it a ghost spot on a roster and we can't separate and segregate the, the salary cap for QBs because I'm telling you, if you want to, if you like Matt said yesterday, you can raise the cap as a as a union. You can raise the salary cap. So if you could do that, then you can put the QBs on its own thing, and then I guarantee you're going to see the Justin Jeffersons and the Jamar Chases reset the market at wideout because they'll get quarterback money um, at wideout. That's just my personal opinion. So I don't know how you can have that happen and not allow for a separate cap i believe that's the first uh step in the right direction for what i want to see but that's just me no nah, for sure i mean yeah that's, that's a good point i, I didn't even think, think of it that way but nah that i think that would really change the game but my question is do you think the owners in, in the in the league they want that because basically now you're you're, you're spending even more money you know what i'm saying like you're, more bread is going out because if the corpus has a separate cap like you said, now now the receivers getting paid more. That D lineman, that D ends getting paid more. That left tackle's getting paid even more, and it's just more bread going out. You know what I mean? So that's my only question. I want to like, do the owners, do the lead, do, do they want that? You know what I'm saying? And that's the only thing. But I feel like yeah, this new rule, whatever, of this ghost spot for the quarterback is kind of leading it into the, the, that direction. So JB, you might have been early on this. You might you might have spoke some. That happened before before it happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been I've been saying it for a minute, but you know, shit. Uh, hey, the Green Bay Packers are hosting the 2025 draft. Um, I just saw that. Um, is, is the draft or is it the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see. It. I just saw a draft. Um, I didn't see it. Um, I recruited Tank Dell to Indy. Oh, for um, draft. Yeah, oh, draft. yeah, it's a draft. Um, Hey, before Matt gets in here, I got uh, Matt's here, but I want to uh, let me bring Matt in real quick, man. I want to bring Matt in real quick. Matt, what up, Matt? Victory! Victory! <laughs> we'll, wait, here, Matt. Wait on Matt. we'll wait to show this video. I got a good uh, Matt. We got so much negativity going on right now, Matt. I gotta, I gotta share this right here. Make sure you guys, because Matt is I, Matt. I want to tell you on air. I told you yesterday. I am one proud son of a bitch. I am proud of my brother in Matt McChesney. He is killing it out here. And I love people's grind and hustle when they can do something and people start to take notice and take heed. His ass is selling his personal bags, um, Colorado, Nebraska, the Detroit Lions, other people. And I'm going to push it for him too. 
Take a listen to this. Take a look at this. Um, Zero body bag is on its way to Boulder. I can't wait for Coach OB and Coach Williams to be able to use this bag in the trench to help the Buffaloes. Go Bucks! Zero body bag. It is for sale right now at 60equipment.com. Uh, the promo code for 30% off is pre-order 30. Uh, we have the bags on site. Uh, they'll take about a month to get to you. Why does hunt left right off? Excellent. Thank you very much. All right, Mason Maddox, abuse the bag. Hands. One. Reset. Fuck yes. Two. Nice. That's fucking perfect. Nice. Good shit. Hey, Matt, so, so, so. What, where'd you get the idea from? What what made you come up with the bag? And then how'd you design it? Is it your own design? Did you use a guy? How'd you design it? And then what? how did people get noticed and take notice of it at those levels to start buying them? So I came up with the idea years ago. My brother is a MMA fighter and also a trainer. And I would watch the kickboxing bags that they would have. And it has numbers and letters on it. And it's huge and like... You can wrestle with it on top of strike it. And I started using one of the old kickboxing bags in the gym. And then I got the idea of, okay, let's customize this for football and use some of the aspects of the kickboxing game with the football. So I elongated the bag and put the numbers and the letters on it so you can get down in your stance and really teach footwork and steps by barking out hey i need your left hand on the l your right hand on the c your left foot to hit the three your right foot to go through the four whatever the case may be so that and then playing both ways uh, for as long as i did and then teaching that uh being able to teach not only proper double teams ace trade deuce you know things like that on offense but then how to read your key on defense and really attack uh, attack the, the chest of the offensive lineman and use your hands from the ground to your man and run your feet. And this is, I don't know how many times I've heard coaches yell, keep the bag down, but it's a million. And this is the anti keep the bag down bag. Like you never have to yell that it's not going to get lifted. It's the, it's a, it's a leverage machine. Um, and so I, I just came up with the idea and then the, about a year and a half of just putting it through the, the test and the prototypes and finding how, how we were going to get it manufactured and how long it would take to get shipped and how many we have to order and so on and so forth. And it was a pretty big time investment, but I mean, scared money don't make money dog. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the business of believing in myself and the product. Uh, and we haven't really even tried, started selling it to the public yet. I'm obviously it's available to the public at six equipment.com. Uh, the promo code is pre-order 30 and it'll give you 30% off the bag. But the the NFL and college football have taken notice. So Matt Rule and Terrence Knight, and I just sent Coach Rule a video. And Terrence Knight called me and said, this is incredible. I got to get it out here for the summer. How do we get them? Bam, Nebraska's on. Same thing. I called, you know, Schmitty, the equipment guy up at CU, who's been there forever, and talked to Coach OB, Coach O'Boyle, the O-line coach, and you know, they, they, they jumped in and they're, they're all about it. How can, you know, how can they use it to get the guys better? And they've already got a couple of their guys in the gym working every day. So they're just going to take the knowledge that they've learned on the bag up to Boulder, which is only going to help them 
mature there. And then, you know, the Lions bought a couple. I'm on the phone with the Jaguars later today. I got a meeting with the Broncos later this week. And then like South Dakota and a whole bunch of other guys have reached out. Uh, But it's look, it's available to everybody. So if you're a, if you're a parent, Warner guys, I can see them using it. Like if you're a, if you're a parent or a coach and you are looking for something that is useful for double teams, you can stand behind it. You don't have to worry about as a coach, like holding the bag and getting ran through by a player. I see like all, all these guys wearing, my boy Javon Parker, who I played with with the Jets, he, he trains in, in Jersey. And I see him wearing this little ass shield on his chest. And I'm like, dog, you got to get one of these body bags. You have to get one. So, hey, it, what, is, uh, what is the what is the link, uh, Matt? I'm going to real quick. Hold on. 660equipment.com. S-I-X-Z-E-R-O equipment.com. And the promo code is pre-order 30. It's on that video you posted up. And then six zero equipment, right? The six zero equipment.com. And then you can follow it on Twitter also. The the page is six zero equipment. And then also all over six zero academy on Twitter, TikTok. What is, what is the promo code? Promo code is pre-order 30. I'm not gonna lie, when I was still playing, you know, playing D-line my whole life, I would have loved to be able to have one of these bags, you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, I mean, we all know those little hand, little small handheld bags that coaches have been using for years, they're really no good. Like you said, they're always saying lower them down or they're just too soft or the coach is too little to really take the punch. Those bags you got, those are the real deal, you it's know. Heavy duty, bro, and it's heavy look, duty. it's it's double stitched, it's double riveted. There's like eight handles inside, so you can really stand behind it. Mm. I, I I like to say that if I really sit down and put my weight behind the bag, no one's gonna move you off the point. It's like a shield. So not only does it allow the coach to really get nasty with the teaching of it behind the bag, but it, it forces the individual player to hold it correctly. And then it forces the offensive and defensive lineman to play correctly. Yeah. Like, you don't play with leverage and good steps and, and play through this bag. You'll run around it and swing your hips on offense. And on defense, if you don't go from the ground to your man, it will literally run you over. Like we, we have got guys getting trucked in the gym just by guys running with the bag square and just running into them. So hey, Matt, how much does it weigh roughly? Um, I'd say it weighs around 30 to 40 pounds. All right. So it's heavy duty. And then, but it's very, what's on the inside. Is it a handle, two handles, or is it a bar handle or what is it? So the handles, the handles are like, they're double riveted and there's six of them across the top. So you can put your hand all the way through it and hold it and then secure it here. And then there's like two more on the bottom. So you can grab low and like hold it down tight. And then it, it goes all the way to the floor, essentially. So you like the guys know. So on the on the on the targets, okay. First of all, a lot of teams are going to put their logo where the C is, which is pretty cool. Um, but so like the C R and L, that's center, right, and left. It's easy. But when you get down, I stand behind the offensive lineman. I go, okay, we're going deuce heavy, deuce heavy, and I want your left foot. To six inch, six inch lateral step inside and load, and then your right, your your right foot needs to go through the number three. Do you see the number three, son? Yeah, coach. Cool. Your right hand on the C, your left hand on the R. Tackle. You're going left hand to the C, right hand to the R, left foot to the three, right hand to the or, or right foot to the four, and then step through vertically. 
And like the players are sitting there thinking while about their footwork rather than just getting down and fucking block the guy. And it makes it makes individual drill important now rather than just something to get through with with hearing keep the fucking bag down. Because I think a lot of coaches don't do a lot of bad work, bag work like this because the equipment is shitty. Right. I I truly believe that, bro. Like yesterday we were doing a drill where we have two of the body bags back to back. Okay. And the pass rusher has 10 reps and he has to line up on a different corner. And because these things are like shaped like an offensive lineman's shoulder, he can get to the corner quick and you can really abuse this thing on pass rush. So he's got to come around the corner and, and like, and chop, torque it, and sink, and then reset on the other bag. And these two offensive linemen are just standing there holding this fucking thing. And it's just like a big circle of just chaos. And that's just two of them back to back. And then we did another drill where we we had three of them back, 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 and it was the weave drill, but it was just over and over and over again. There was none of the brush by when you hit a bag. It was all like pop, pop, because if you brush this bag by, it's still going to be sitting there because it's fucking wide. It's like the Ted Washington of bags, bro. So (laughs) it's the Haloti not a fucking bag. So I'm pretty proud of it. And, you know, obviously I hope it blows up. But, you know, if it's a quality product, the football world will respect it and buy it. And it's truly an investment to get guys better. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a, an opportunity to go out and have a heavy duty piece of equipment that's going to get not only the coaches protected, like really protected, you're behind a fucking shield, but the players are actually going to get better. And I haven't met one guy that says they don't like this thing. So uh, people ask if you need investors. They're asking if you need investors. They're believers. So, uh, I mean, if you want to reach out, I'll, I'll always talk business. But I'm I'm looking for buyers, not investors. Hey, uh, Darnell got some questions for you. We're, I know you're a huge fan, so I know Darnell wants to ask you about. Uh, I guess just your emotions after seeing this Denver Nuggets sweep. Oh, yeah. like last night. Look, they're up three zero. It's 149 to and oh when teams are up 3-0. So I know they're going, but it the 40 the 47 years and the 41 years of my life, but really I'd say I didn't really start paying attention until I was 10, 11. Like I remember my father took me to McNichols way back in the day, uh, to watch the Bulls and Jordan play the Nuggets. And it's it, it was just a love affair that with a shitty team and you know for years they would they had a couple of good teams that would kind of get there and the Carmelo years were cool they were in the playoffs every year but they were really only competitive once and there was always a better player on a better team and the Nuggets were always second or third fiddle and no one took them seriously. And now they've got arguably the best player in the world. I can't wait, wait, wait to talk to you about this shit. And they've got, you know, a bigger, stronger, better version of Devin Booker and Jamal Murray that's not or hasn't dated a Kardashian. So he's not going to completely just fall apart in that regard either. Um, I, I just... I'm so blown away by just the maturity of the team and how tough-minded they are to come back after all these injuries. 
And to make the finals by sweeping LeBron and the Lakers and pretty much just putting a nail in that coffin, I think LeBron is done. Um, you know, they made him look old, even though he, he had a great first half last night, but he fucking evaporated and disappeared in the second. He's captain past the ball when it comes down to nut cutting time lately. And, and the Nuggets did that to him. It wasn't just something that happened. He couldn't even get a shot off at the end of the game. He couldn't muster, muscle it up. So for them to beat LeBron and the Lakers on top of, you know, getting to the finals for the first time, I, I was, I'm not going to lie, bro. I was jumping up and down like a fucking idiot last night and screaming at the top of my lungs and, and crying like a girl and hugging my son. And I, I was, it was incredible. So I will be at game one on June 1st when they play Miami, I'm assuming, and Jimmy Buckets, and it would be a hell of a series, but I, I don't see a way that Miami's going to beat that team at seven. So mm-hmm. I think that Denver has a real chance to win a title, and I don't even – I as an athlete with football, I'm not going to say I'm jaded, but I'm just so used to the way it works. Like the, the Broncos won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and it was cool. But I, I didn't get emotional about it. I was like, hey, fucking hey, the Broncos won. Awesome. I didn't go to the parade or nothing. It was just its business. If CU is good and they, you know, get one day they finish undefeated and win a national title, I'll probably cry like a bitch. But other than that, this is like something that I know I can't do. I can't play basketball. I love playing, but I can't play. And I'm astonished and amazed by how athletic these guys are and how hard they play in the playoffs. I wish that the regular season they could figure out how to make that better uh, all the time. But, you know, I love gambling on it. I love watching it. I love the camaraderie between community when your team's good. The Avs won the cup last year. Uh, I work for Altitude Sports 92.5 in Denver, and that's the home of the Avalanche and the Nuggets. So, we got to watch the Stanley Cup run last year and be part of that, and that was fucking awesome. And now for the Nuggets to come back and do it a year later and make the finals, um, you know, I can't wait to talk to Coach Malone late, later this week on the show. And it, it's just, I'm blown away, bro. And and they're not done. They have four more. And I, I look, I dig Miami. I think Jimmy Buckets is a fucking badass, but they're not beating the Nuggets in seven. So. I'm pretty confident right now, and I'm bullish almost. And honestly, last night, <laughs> and I love you, Coach, but there's no way you believe that Jokic is just some chump, number one. And number two, everybody, Thank you. everybody better get used to this because the Nuggets are young, they're healthy, they have a great coach, and they're about to become a destination on top of having a top five point guard, shooting guard in Jamal Murray, a top 10 small forward guy, you know, a top 10 small forward shooter in Michael Porter Jr. And the best player in basketball that averages a triple-double, had 29 triple-doubles this year to Embiid's one. Like the popularity contest got Embiid an MVP. That's a fucking fact. He was, it was a gift this year to him because they didn't want to give it to Nikola. If he played for the Lakers or the Knicks or the Bulls, he would be literally Jesus Cristo walking in Nikes. So, you know, I, I love that he's in a small market and that he's just out here making people look fucking stupid on top of, you know, making Anthony Davis look like the soft chump that he is. Really what sets this off for me is, 
this is all I have to say to you when you say he's not a good player and he's just, a, you know, all us dick writers and shit. And if, if, that, if I'm a Nikola Jokic dick writer, then, bro, get me a fucking rubber. I guess I don't know what to tell you. But I will say this. He's got eight triple doubles in the fucking postseason this year alone. And that record breaks Wilt Chamberlain's 56-year record. And Wilt Chamberlain is a Laker, your team. So if if he's if Jokic is a chump, then what's that say about Wilt? And the floor is yours. Mike drop. I love it, Matt. I love it, Matt. Because look, before you jump in, JB, I don't know if you were listening to the show. Hey, you guys go ahead and double team me like a bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> before you jump in, JB, we had an argument. I said if Jokic, if they win a championship this year, I would put Joker as a top five center of all time already. Maybe I'm early. Maybe I'm tripping. JB came at me like I was just, like I said, the craziest shit in the world. And I'm like, nah, when you think about the skill set that he has, the ability to shoot threes, mid-range, to me, he's the best passing big man we've ever seen. He can can body you in the paint. Like, he's not soft. He's like, there's no, I can't name a weakness that he has, literally. Does it look pretty? No, it doesn't look pretty. His shot, you know, he shot that step back fat away from way back here, but the shit went in. It worked. So I don't care how pretty it looks. So I'm saying the whole argument is like, this era is just soft and he couldn't play back. Well, BS. The Joker's not soft at all. He's a dog. He can bang with you to paint. He can can finesse at the three-point line. Whatever you need him to do, he can do it. And I think all he's missing is a ring to solidify him as like literal all-time great I'm going to put him at the number five spot if he gets a ring. But I want JB to jump in because I know, look, I see him over there rubbing his face. He's stressed out. He's hot right now, Matt. Well, I I just want to, before you go, Coach, I I want to just say this. If we're talking about fours and fives together in this hybrid generation, because when I talk about centers, there's a difference between Diesel and the Dream and the Admiral and Ewing like there's so many differences in those true fives but then Tim Duncan is a four and a five and Jokic could easily be a four and a five so there is some Kareem like how finesse and how awesome he was he was a true five but these days he he might be able to go fuck with a four so it when looking at this I think yes it's it's easy to compare but every one of these guys brings something different to the table as a big. So I I love the comparisons, but I think it's hard to rank a center and 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 guys that are going to also play power forward. If you just want me to, to pick a pure center, I'm taking the diesel all fucking day. But if you want me to, to sit here and say, if I want skill set, I'm going to take Duncan and Jokic over the majority of big men. I'm going to tell you, I'm, the dream, Akeem Olajuwon is going to be real high on that list for me just, just because of their ability to not only shoot but low post moves. I mean, Joker's fucking complete game is insane. And I've, I've, I've watched and covered this team now for three years, four altitude, and I've watched every fucking minute of every game. And we talked to Coach Malone. And this, this narrative out here that this guy is soft is incredible. I don't understand it at all. Like, have – have any of you seen his brothers? There ain't nothing soft about these guys at bro. all. The Okiches are fucking gangsters, dog. Like they, they I, I wouldn't doubt if there's holes dug at home. I'm just saying. 
Now, I never said Joker soft. I've never said that. Uh, you, said, you, you were going off on him last night, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my. I want to be. I want to be as educated as possible and rational as possible. You were, you were, you were even yelling about Mahomes and saying that he's not. I know. I, 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 you know, I had a little, a couple drinks. I had a couple drinks. Um, here is it. Here's the thing about. Here's the thing about this thing. You said a few things that are going to go again with my argument. You said the four and the five and what era we're in, and you kept using the word era. And yeah. I hate to compare eras, but you have to compare eras. You know that as well as I do, Smitty. You know that as well as I do, Matt. You can't talk about greatness if you don't mention the word eras. And I just have to be honest. I don't debate his skill set. I don't debate how how skillful he is. And I'll even give you credit on, I do say he's a wobble body, can't jump, all this. But I was a slow old white dude who who was never supposed to make it, Matt. Either were you, Matt. We all got told that growing up, especially with brothers my whole life. People are like, I'm a fucking athlete. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, I, I, but here's the thing. I am too. Even though I couldn't run a 40, that didn't mean I wasn't athletic. Joker is athletic because of the skill set he has around the rim. He has those shots. Those shots are athletic. You have to make those shots, whether it's a Touch a, a, a touch sky hook, a running hook, a jumper. Those still require an athletic skill set. So, having said that, in defense of Joker, we are in an era that you just dominated Anthony Davis, who is on film at Kentucky getting his booty hole played with. Like, let's just be honest. This is no, it's a video out there, bro. There's a video out there, bro. So. Yes, there's a video out there, Matt. Go look it up. Yeah, but we Dennis were playing against the best defensive player ever, and he, all he did was play with booty holes. Who? Dennis Rodman. Yeah, not not his own though. So here's the thing. He used somebody's played with that guy's asshole before. Hey, here's the thing about it. You're, yeah. you're, you're making Smitty blush over here. Here's yeah, the thing. About it. This guy has had no real. Denial of the ball. He's had nobody body him up. He's had nobody give him any abrasive context to his nature to the rim. Nobody's a rim protector anymore because of your point, Matt. We play fours and five. We play fours and five. Everybody wants to be Nurk Nowitzki now. The seven-footer plays on the perimeter. The Lakers were up 15 last night, Matt, and AD shooting threes. Why don't you soft ass inside and draw another foul. Joker only had fucking five fouls, by the way. Did anybody recognize that, Marvin Ham? Like, what are we doing? Anthony Davis is fucking soft on top of the face. He doesn't want to go down there and bang. Look, it's Nobody does, though. It's not, yeah, but he does that to them. It's not that they don't want to go do it. Andre Aiden got, he fucked DeAndre Aiden up. And He's a softer than AD. I'm just going to sit down. He don't want to play no more. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, they didn't want to fucking deal with him anymore after the first round. And, and you just saw Anthony Davis completely check out. He didn't want to deal with him no more. And Bam's about to figure out what it's like. And Udonis Haslam's going to be sitting on the bench like, what the fuck? Why can't you guard him? You old motherfucker sitting Here's my point. I want to I finish with this. I'm not going to go too much into Joker because, listen, it is what it is. He's dominant. 
dominating this league. He's dominating this particular time right now. So you can't say nothing about it. But he has to get that, though, Matt. He has to get that ring on his finger or he's just another talk moot point. Here's the thing about it. We watched Joker get bodied. Nobody wants to talk about this. If we rewind this thing three years, Dwight Howard and my other big man for the Lakers, what was his name? They bodied Joker. And what did he do? He didn't do what he's doing right now. And the Lakers beat the shit out of Denver. So let's look at people who have bodied Joker. There is no more Dwight Howard. In the fucking past, dog. You want to go back to the bubble and get Dwight Howard out of retirement? See if he can body up. No, no, but I'm telling you, that's my argument. We don't body him at all anymore. So when he did get bodied, he's not very good. Hold on, man. Hakeem Olajuwon rolled out against Shaq in the playoffs in the 90s. Are we going to say Shaq's not great? We can always point out a situation when a great player got outplayed or didn't play at their best if you want to nitpick. But I'm not going to take one series and use that to define the Joker's entire career. Come on, man. Anthony Davis is a complete schmuck now, and I think he's soft as fuck, and I don't really like his game, but he's not terrible. But if you just look at this last series, he's the softest motherfucker in history and should just retire. Yeah, JaVel McGee was giving him the blues, too. <laughs> Coach, when you say shit like Jokic is soft and not very good and Patrick Mahomes is not a top five No, I didn't say he was soft and not very good, though. No, oh, I didn't say that, though. Dwight Howard bodied him, and he, he averaged a, oh, damn near a triple-double in that series. I'm not, saying he bo- I'm not saying that Dwight Howard is any type of close fucking comparison to Joker. What I'm saying is when you do put a body on him, he's not the guy that we're seeing right now. And we don't have anyone to body him anymore is what I'm saying. So when you play physical with Joker, to your point, Matt, you just said. Anthony Davis and Aiden and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year two times out of the last three years. The fuck are you talking about? How can you find better big men? Again, my the era. These guys are soft pussies, man. These guys ain't no fucking killing people in that era too. I bet you we can find a video that Joker's brothers. I bet you they play park uh, pickup basketball in the backyard. I bet you his brothers bang that motherfucker. I bet you he don't even do what he does to his brother. I bet you his brothers bang his ass. That's what brothers do. That's what brothers do. That's the point. Tough. You're proving our point, JB. Look, my baby fighter, dog. The reason he's so tough is because he got his ass whipped his whole life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I never said Joker soft. I've never said it. I said he's dominant. Who made him? No, I said he's dominant in a soft league. He's oh. not soft. So, so hold on. Let me ask you a question. NFL soft, college football soft, the NBA soft. Everybody's just a bunch of soft pussies. Hey, man, yeah. JB wants them out there just boxing. He wants the basketball players to say, fuck it. Let's just go, light hockey is me in the fucking middle of the court. Well, and let's go. Ah! <laughs> let's ride the court. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold up, Big Smitty. If you go look at this motherfucker, Matt's tweets every day, every single tweet he talks about is somebody soft. So he's the same as me. Don't let him fucking fool you. And I'm not sitting here saying Patrick Mahomes isn't a top five quarterback and Nicole Jokic isn't good. Had nothing to do with soft, though. With this crazy shit. All right, Smitty, you got it. What, uh, we got about we got a couple minutes before Steve Kim hops on. Um, yeah. Steve Kim is here, Matt. Uh, let, let me bring Steve Kim in. Steve. 
We got, oh, we got a four-way. We got a four-way going on, Steve. Uh, hey, hold on, hold on. First of all, good morning. But, Matt, I still think, Matt, please explain to him the value of Emmett Smith. The fact that Emmett to him is not a top 20 running back. McChesney, isn't that his worst take? That Emmett Smith is not a top 20 running back and not a top 10 cowboy. That kills me. It, it might be the worst. It's worse than Mahomes. And Thank the you. The fact that he doesn't Smith is a top 10 cowboy and he's not any good, it like it it, it offends me. And I don't even care. And yeah. it offends me. I can only imagine how it, it like sounds to cowboy fans. And Matt, you were an offensive line. Matt, you were an offensive lineman. Is what talk about the value of a running back that knows how to run and will always get positive yardage and the vision that he creates. Three yards becomes 30 quick. Thank you. There, coach. Can, can we end the is he now in your top 15 cowboys? Is he, no, he edged he, up from 28 to 15? He thinks no, I, got, I got him in my top 12. <laughs> he does this on purpose. Hey, Darnell, first of all, good seeing you, Darnell. But this What's, up? Yeah. What's up, Steve? Hey, JB's clowning today. Anymore. I'm fucking dumbfounded, dog. Like, you, you don't really believe this shit. I know you don't. I fucking know you. You I know, know I do. You know I do. You can say Whitlock makes up shit or if Whitlock really believes it. <laughs> I, I, like, really I believe my shit. is like Jerry Rice is the second best receiver of all time. I, uh, well, that's a whole other debate. We've had that. <laughs> no, let's hear this one. It's here. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't try to catch me in a click. Don't try to get me on a whole other subject. Well, hold on, coach. Do you have Jim Brown among your top three running backs? Top three? No. Oh, my God. What? He didn't play long enough, bro. He didn't oh play long enough. Oh, my God. Like nine years. What the fuck? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> He played nine years. He was the best player in the league. His first snap and his very last snap. He was the best player the minute he stepped on the field. Average, average 100 yards a game. I get it. Five so two yards a carry. He's by himself on that. And just be clear here, though. Nine years is okay, but it's not. He didn't play Eric Dickerson, to, uh, 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 Adrian Peterson. Longevity has to matter. Now he, he chose to walk away. So I know that's my boy. So did Eddie George. So did Eddie George. So you're saying Eddie George is better than Jim Brown? Terrell Davis only played for six years. He's a top five back of all time, in my opinion. Who? Terrell fucking Davis is a top five running back all time. In my opinion, he's a top five running back of all best, time. Best zone so running guys. back ever, Terrell Davis. But coach. Nobody had Jim Brown's contact balance. He was 6'2", 230. He ran a 4'3 when he wanted and had to. He was tough as nails. He had great feet. You're really saying that Jim Brown could not play in any era. Come on. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He didn't say that. I didn't say that. See, you guys like putting words in my mouth to make me look. See, yeah, you guys. Yeah. JB, I, I helped you on that. I said, JB didn't say that. I helped you on that, JB. I had to help you on that. I appreciate that, Smitty. I think he could have <laughs> played in any era. No question. He could have played in any era. But I'm not. he's not top three to me. Oh, God. Yeah, who, are you, who are you putting him over? Who are you putting him over? Who are you putting him over? Who are you putting him over in top three? Are you asking me or Kim? 
All anybody, I'm asking God and Jesus Christ. Right. Who would you put over? Who who are you put? You put him over Eric Dickerson. You put yeah. him over who? What? So my, my top my top running backs of all time are Barry Sanders, Sweetness, Jim Brown, Emmett Smith, and Terrell Davis. You put Emmett Smith over fucking Eric Dickerson? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Eric and Dickerson is soft as fucking. Oh, Matt, I disagree with you on Dickerson. He he, he did fumble, though. He was a little he's, loose at the he's ball. A player. He's a top 10 back, but he's not a top five back. What I about, mean, hold on, what about Adrian Peterson? We ain't showing no love to AP. I take Marshall Falk over Eric Dickerson. I would I would take Marshall oh. over Eric Dickerson. Marshall Falk is ten times the player Eric Dickerson is. Ten bro. times, you know, Dickerson is the all-time leading rusher for one yard. Where he had Dieter Brock as a quarterback, nine-man fronts. He had so Captain so quarterback Mar- Marshall Falk saying he's better than Eric Dickerson is laughable by you two fuckboys? It's not laughable, but I'm just saying yes! Okay, well, he's laughing. I'm not. Give me a fucking break. You guys can take your goggle-wearing, high-fucking-knee fucking... The guy wore a shoulder roll. Shoulder roll, too, Matt. Don't do hey, do not do ED like that, Matt. Don't do ED like that. That's a legend. Don't do ED like that. Can't you do that, Matt? Give he was special, break. Matt. Come on. You're talking about goggles. You got fucking Terrell Davis in your top five. Get the fuck off Mountain High. Oh, I'm sorry. No, time out. Terrell Davis top five. My dick. How many Get the Super fuck Bowl out of here? Dickerson have? Did he even make a Super Bowl ever? The sorry motherfucker. That thousand and has two rings. So I don't want to hear shit. What was that? What? Dieter Brock was his quarterback. And the 85 Bears. I mean, come on. They were not going to win with Dieter Brock as your quarterback against the 85 come Bears. Come on, Matt. You guys are such excuse-making fucking quarterback pussies that makes me want to throw up. playing <laughs> fucking skill players, dog. Always making excuses. Mm. Hey, <laughs> Matt, I love you. Make sure you guys follow Matt and go get you one of these bags. Oh, and hey, Kim. Where's yeah. your target? Stay down. Now, where's your hip? Oh, look at that. Today, go get one today. Matt, up, Matt? Uh, Are you? you gotta, I got to get you back on this week, of course, because um, I got more Joker shit to talk to you about. And uh, fucking Terrell fan? Davis is now on the radar for us to have the debate. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about this. Are you a Heat fan, Kim? No, I, I'm, I, I like the Lakers, except now with LeBron. Hopefully. <laughs> but not with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Matt, real quick. Matt, I'm not going to lie to you. Last 17 championships. Get fucked. Get swept. Yeah, but you know what? I hate the LeBron Lakers. Oh, well. I was actually rooting for the Nuggets. I, I just cannot get with LeBron. We don't want you. Stay with your fucked up team. And LeBron in that last play showed he's not Jordan. You got to have a hard dribble pull up. Bro, he couldn't even get the ball off. Exactly. That's why you got to pull up. He dribbles right into the teeth of a defense. That was a terrible offensive play he made. No, look, and I, I'm, I, I said this the other day on Altitude, and I'll say it again to end my time here this morning. <clears throat> Mike, if you put him in, like, uh, let's say a 12-year, he had 11 healthy years, okay? He won six rings in 11 healthy years. <clears throat> if, say, you take him and put him from 2000 to two. 2011. I don't think anybody in those 11 years, if he's playing at his prime, the six years of his prime, I don't think anybody beats him in that span. Spurs, Lakers, any of them. Because I I watched him beat all those guys. 
if you put him in this era, I don't know if any of these guys have rings. I don't know if Durant and Steph Curry and all these guys could beat Mike and those teams. So all I'm saying is I think he keeps rings from people, and that's why he's so great. Whereas LeBron, I mean, he's a great player, but he's more Magic Johnson to me. And Matt. As someone who's a little bit older than you, I'm just, I've never seen an athlete as good as Michael Jordan. I, I actually think Larry Bird actually said by his second, third year, he told Magic, we better win all the championships now. Michael gets every minute of Michael Jordan. You're, and we were lucky. Thank He's you. our Babe Ruth. He's the greatest athlete ever. He's the greatest basketball. It's not even close. When Coach tells me that Kobe's almost as good as Jordan, it's an insult to Jordan. Hey, we gonna have to bring time out on the police. We gonna have to bring. Man, we get way out of here. Yeah, he, he tripping out, JB. I'm on your side now, JB. We not gonna disrespect Kobe on the court. And there's pro wings, Kobe. It's that it's much of a difference. Stop. It's an insult. Uh, I think Kobe's a distant second to him to Michael. Michael's on oh, Mount Olympus. Kobe. Okay, it, but that's not an insult to compare him. It's like I think it's almost like an honor. Kobe was it's an honor to Kobe, but but no mere mortal is as good as Michael Jeffrey Jordan. It's I, really two, I agree, but far from an insult. Yeah, I, I you know that's a different one. But there's two classes of two guards: Jordan and everybody damn else. That's true. It's not an insult. Man, y'all, 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 y'all go watch the tape. Y'all must have forgot about Kobe being Bryant. Y'all better stop playing. I'm not saying he better than Jordan. I got, I got, I know Jordan's a better than him, but to say they're not in the same room, Kobe's what? across, Kobe's across the room. Hey, what's up, MJ? He over different yeah, tables on the same sofa, dog. Like, come on now, like, you better sit down. Don't let, see, no. don't, don't let your nostalgia, yes. don't let your nostalgia for the past make you forget about how great There's nobody Kobe else on the was. You, know, you can have your opinion, but just ask Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike was a nice guy. He's very great. Mike ain't nice. Come on, Steve. Nice no, guy. No, he's not a nice guy. You're right. He's nice guy. there is. You know, Bobby Knight at age 20, after coaching him in the Olympics, that's the greatest player ever lived. People could not believe Bobby. And he said, I'm just telling you, he's the greatest player who ever lived. Bobby Knight knew. You just said he was nice, though, and I'm going to go fucking You know what? You're right. He's an asshole, and I loved him for it. Yeah, you're right. But Michael Jordan is so far and above beyond any player that I've ever seen that it was an honor to watch him. And the thing is, like, these other guys – I, I think Kobe was an unbelievable score. He did not have the all-around game or tenacity. Maybe the tenacity he had, but there are certain aspects of his game. If Jordan was a ten. I think Kobe credit is like a nine point one. I think I need to go. Like I, I'm about to lose my mind, Matt. He you had a tenacity, Kim. Offensive player. I've, I've seen Kobe quit. I've seen Kobe quit that game seven against Phoenix. Ah! Pouting his ass off, wouldn't just. Ah, I saw Kobe take fucking free throws with one Achilles, you son of a bitch. What are you talking about? That was great. And then also seen him. Man, holy fuck. And then Kobe held down the Lakers franchise the last three years. Worst three year stretch in the Lakers franchise. I'm losing my mind. And you better find it because it's all true. Kobe held back the franchise. The best player of Kobe's generation is actually Tim Duncan. I'm there, and I say that as a Lakers fan. JB, Steve, you hey, appreciate you being on the show, man. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> We're about to take Steve off the show. Are you kidding me? 
81 points in a game, five-time NBA champion, the greatest duo of uh, all time with Kobe and Shaq. You say you don't have an all-around game? Nine-time all-NBA defensive team. He led the league in scoring. He was Play Georgia best player. He, he could do everything that Mike could do, and in some cases, better. Better three-point shooter. as good defensively as Jordan. I didn't say he was as good, but Kobe was a great defensive player in his prime. In his Point prime, he was, but, but I'm just telling you, Jordan was so much better than anyone else who ever. I'm not saying he wasn't. Quit blowing him, but quit, at least give Kobe his deal. No, blowing him. I'm just stating a fact. He was so much better than everybody else. This is he true. Really was. I agree. I'm not the best athlete ever, but. Hey, you know, Kobe Bryant isn't on the same sofa and isn't in the same room is fucking ridiculous. I mean, if, if Michael Jordan was new addition, Kobe's, I guess, like new kids on the block. Man, that, that, you know what? The fact that you would bring up yeah. those two fucking bands, bro, that makes me want to. Bro, I'm 50. What do you want me to come up with? New addition and new kids? I'm 50. Come what on, bro. In range. Come on. Just saying. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. It was three to one. You guys were on my ass for Emmett Smith, and now we just turned the tides on Steve Kim. How quick the tides can change. Man, well, we keep it real here. We keep yeah. it real. I love Steve. Me and Steve, we beefing the rest of the show. Anytime you come on, we beefing. Yeah, I don't take any Kobe Bryant slander. Matt, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Matt. Little Matt. Fuck. Hey, Kim. What? <laughs> oh, oh, fuck yeah. oh shit. Um, oh man. All right, all right, Steve. We're putting you in the middle, Steve. Oh, sandwich. All right. All right. Uh you got like a 19, like 87. I need the camera you use on fucking Whitlock and shit. I get the like boost mobile. I am using it. I'm using this one right now. He does the same thing. It's like, it's like blurry. I don't even see your face. It's so blurry. Well, lucky you. So, all right. Right. All right. I have a crack at it. I, you know, we we can have this Kobe LeBron thing. We're going to have Steve on twice a week, so we we got plenty of time for this. Steve, I got to get into this fighting thing because uh, Smitty's a boxing guy too. I got to ask you straight up before anything else. Was Devin, was, was Loma Rob? Mm. That may be a bit of, of a, a strong term. But I think Loma won that fight. You could call it clear. You could call it wide. I thought he won the fight. And the large majority of people inside that venue, most of the people that I talked to, a lot of the professional prize fighters, current and former that were there, all believe Loma won the fight. In my view, he landed the cleaner, harder punches. He controlled most of the action. And if you look at the biggest moments of that fight, they were, they were all basically Loma. And I was stunned. I, you know, I shouldn't have been stunned because I've been at other bad decisions. And Loma controlled the action. I wish he would not have laid off the gas pedal in the 12th. But when it was all said and done, it was one of the basic tenets of boxing. Who would you rather be at the end of each round and who would you rather be at the end of the fight? It was Vasil Lomachenko. I, I, I do believe an injustice was done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just to add to that, I agree with you 1,000% on that, Steve. Uh, and same thing you said right there at the end. Who would you rather be at the end? It's like, forget forget the numbers, forget all that. When you just watch at the beating that both fighters took, which fighter would you rather be? And it's like, yeah, I, I would rather be Loma. He got he had the harder punches. He, he had the higher activity thrown. I think Devin Haney was a little bit more, you know, efficient from a percentage standpoint. But who cares? It's fighting. If I throw more and I hit you more and my, and my hits were harder, 
then hey, I, I'm going to take that side as well. So I thought I did think it was a close fight. So I, I didn't mind Haney winning. I had a problem with him being unanimous. Like the fact that none of the judges thought Loma won to me was crazy. D did that bother you at all? No, because, you know, whether you lose by split, unanimous, or majority, a loss is a loss. I think one of the things that's really interesting is Dave Moretti, who has been one of these judges who has been more entrenched than our Supreme Court justices, once again, muddies the thing. When you are judging certain rounds a certain way, it is a window or a foreshadowing of how they want that fight to go. And when you don't give the 10th, uh, to Vasil Lomachenko the way Moretti did, that's an agenda. And they're carrying out that plan. I, I still recall in that round going, wow, uh, Loma might actually score a stoppage here, but he's not, a, he's not a great puncher at 135. You know, Haney has a decision to make. You know, what they're doing now, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the weigh-ins are now about 30 hours before the fight. And I, 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 I'm not a big fan of it. It allows guys to try to be weight bullies. They squeeze themselves in the unnatural weights and they give them more than a day to rehydrate. And Devin Haney goes through this whole problem. Devin Haney should really be at 140 or 47. My view is that he comes into these fights at about 85 to 80% of his actual physical being. I don't care how well you can hydrate. You cannot be that heavy. Squeeze yourself down to low and then all of a sudden do whatever it takes to get back up and wait. And you can see his reaction time and his reflexes aren't, aren't as quick as they were in the past when he was a little bit younger. And, but the problem is he moves up to 140. You are talking about real hammers like Regis Progray, Subriel Matthias, Josh Taylor, who can really punch. So his value is really in being the lightweight, undisputed champion. And once he gives up all those belts, well, now he's got to kind of get back, not to the back of the line, given his status, but now he's got to face some really, really big guys that can bang. Keep this in mind. Lomachenko is really a natural featherweight, 126. And he got pushed around by a guy that was significantly smaller. What's he going to do against legitimate 140-pounders? Mm. Hey, uh, Steve, I got a video I want to show you real quick. Uh, see if you guys see this video. signed Devin Haney two days before the fight. And we got the decision that we got. Lomachenko losing. Controversy. Robbery. Corruption. Ladies and gentlemen, check out Paul Mononaji gave up the scoop. Check him out. Bob resigned Haney two nights before the fight. Okay. No way. Two nights before the fight. <laughs> oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, man, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people going to be talking about this. What do you think about that? All right, so that, that created a lot of stir yesterday on boxing Twitter. I called someone at top rank that I trust. They said, as of now, Steve, there's no deal struck. There's no truth to that. Now, Let's say that's true. Let's say it happened. Yeah, and absolutely at that point, there would be an agenda from the promoter to say, hey, let's make sure a certain guy wins because that's the future. The game is always in the future. He's 11 years younger. Now, let me tell you what happened at the press conference. So we walk up there from the MGM Grand uh, Arena, Grand Garden Arena, towards the ballroom where the press conference was. So everyone's milling around. We're all waiting for the two fighters to show up. Now, Bob Arum, He's 92 years old. He's sitting on a chair. He's pretty tired. And he sees me. And he waves me over. So I go over to Bob. I've known him for years. I have a great relationship. And he comes over and goes, hey, who'd you have winning? And, he, and I just said, look, Bob, just my opinion. I thought Loma it may have been clear, but I thought it was close. I had Loma. And he goes, I don't know what the fuck they were looking at. I had Loma too. And by the way, the way Bob was acting in his body language, 
He did not look like the guy that had just signed the winner. Now, unless he's being Denzel Washington and he's a great actor, but you could kind of tell that that result did not benefit his company. Now, let me just, about 30 minutes later, after Lomachenko had left the stage, he was the first fighter to be interviewed, then the Haney clan came through. And Bill Haney was kind of in a celebratory mood, and he said something that was interesting. He said, oh, top rank's still here. I didn't know you'd still be here. In other words, saying, oh, well, we beat your guy. We're out of here because mm. there were a lot of talks that, hey, we're going to be free agents once we win this fight. It's our last deal time. So Bill Haney didn't act like he had come back home either. So, I, I look, I like Paulie. I know Paulie very well. As of right now, that is not true from what I've been told. Mm, that's great. Oh. That's great insight, man. Great. I appreciate that story for sure, man. Hey, so 116 to 112, Steve, you just – I don't I, – I didn't see that at all. And I'm not even a boxing oh. guy. Coach, I thought there was more argument for 116 112 for Loma than there was Haney. In fact, when we were there – when they start announcing the fight scores, and when the first score is 116, 112, I actually said, wow, they may actually really just say, you know what? Loma won the fight. Right. And the 115, 113, I think you could have gone either way on that. But when they said, and still, I have not heard a live crowd, the actual audience inside the venue, boo lustily to that degree since Canelo Golovkin won in 2017. Mm. And there's a particular trend going on in boxing. Sergey Kovalev, I thought, won the first fight with Andre Ward. Didn't get the fight. It was in Vegas. Golovkin-Canelo, maybe one and two. Did not get either decision. Then this fight. If you are from one of those Soviet former Soviet Union republics or countries, stay the hell out of the 702. There seems to be some sort of agenda. Once is an aberration. Twice is a coincidence. Three times is a trend. Mm. Damn, wow. I agree. That's wow. kind of interesting. Um, let me ask you this. We're, we're going to move on to this one. If Devin Haney fights Shakur Stevenson, uh, uh, I'm going to show this video. Hey, for now, bro. Nobody beat Shakur. What do you Guys. see with that fight? Nobody beats Shakur. If you were to tell me, Steve, you have to pick one fighter for the next 10 years if they fight all the equal opponents or world-class guys consistently. I've said this for a year and a half. Shakur Stevenson is stealth. That guy has the ability to stand right in front of you, right next to you, and disappear and hit you, and you have nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. He's the modern-day Pernell Whitaker. He really mm. is. He's a special, special talent. He's precocious. He's got a, a certain focus. The only thing that could stop Shakur Stevenson is Shakur Stevenson. Like, he was there when that rapper got killed. He was alongside – he's got to get away from that. That's the only thing that can stop him is the extracurricular stuff. But he's a special talent. And, and that's not an insult to Devin Haney to say that, he that I wouldn't favor him over Stevenson because I don't think anyone beats Shakur. I, just, I think he's that good. Tank either? Tank would be different because Tank has the eraser. Yeah. I think Tank would beat Devin at 135 because, again, if I'm Devin Haney and I'm going to fight Tank, I do it at junior welterweight because I need to have my legs underneath me and I need to have all my physical strength and constitution. I, I, I'm just telling you, Devin, there's an old saying in combat sports for jujitsu, for any type of MMA, especially in boxing. There are two fights that every fight, go, every boxer goes through. There's the weigh-in and then there's the fight. 
and a lot of boxers that said to me, Steve, the fight's actually easier than the weight cut. Devin Haney at 135, I do not believe has the punch resistance to hold off the tank for 36 minutes. If he got if he got his hit as many times by those lefts by tank on Saturday night, that fight ends in nine rounds. It would have been over. And you mentioned it, Steve. I mean, there was a point, I can't remember which round it was, where Loma had Devin a little shaky. I thought that he might he might get him down. So if Loma's doing that, yeah. oh, my God, Tank is Loma, on, might put him asleep. And Loma can really make 130. And, and Loma is a really small guy. I've known I've known him since his uh, pro debut. Um, out of all of his three losses, this is probably the most questionable, although I do think Chiafimo Lopez uh, certainly beat him legitimately. But – you know, going back to Shakur Stevenson, he's going to be one of the most avoided avoided guys. He's going. He, let me just put it this way: there's levels of avoidance in the game. Shakur is so good that even the athletic, the other athletic black fighters want nothing to do with him. That's how good he is. I'm. It's, it's just not going to be the slower fighters from other countries or, or the, the the Mexican fighters that have an aggressive style, or the European guys that have great amateur backgrounds but don't have his speed. Shakur is absolute poison. Nobody wants to get in there with him. Yeah, man. Now he has it all. He, he's just he's just as I would argue more athletic than, than Devin Haney, but has actual punching power that can get you out of there too, man. So uh now I'm a huge fan of, of Shakur. I want to ask you this, man. Do you feel like um there was a, a reason why the Haney's jetted out the ring so quick because typically you know at the, end, at the end of the fight you want to stay you want to talk you want to talk a little trash and kind of let's say let's bring it on they cut out and Shakur's in the middle of the ring like what's up like well I think that has something to do with it uh, again uh, maybe they didn't want to get into a face-to-face -face confrontation I know they had some words but also the atmosphere inside that arena I don't want to say it was violent or danger dangerous because it wasn't but the the mood was angry and i'm not saying that anyone was going to incite a mob it was not going to riot but as, as they were departing and they they kind of left right to our right um and this is unfortunate bill haney got hit with I, I think a bud light or some sort of beer bottle yeah and, and you know people were very very angry look i i was very surprised that lomachenko who's been a really good draw at madison square garden but not necessarily las vegas he had a lot of fans. That was a very partisan crowd. And you have to understand, Devin Haney's really from the Bay Area, but he's moved to Oakland, uh, to Las Vegas. That's where he really lives. That's his hometown. He got booed in his own hometown. And after you win a fight of that nature and people think that you didn't deserve the decision, you're not going to just stick around to bask in the spotlight. Man, that's wild, man. That's wild. We'll hey, I, I got a question for you, uh, and, and, and I know Smitty has a couple more before we get out of here today. Javante Davis beat the, the social media guy, Ryan Garcia. Oh, Is he the face of boxing like he claims to be? He's one of them. Look, I don't think there's just one, but when I think of guys in boxing that matter because they can draw, they draw attention to the sport, and when they fight, you get a red marker and you mark that calendar to say, hey, we're going to watch this. We're not going out tonight, honey. Anthony Joshua in Europe. Tyson Fury, given his status, certainly Canelo Alvarez, and then Tank. Tank is up there. I mean, Tank has the ability now to sell pay-per-views with the right pay-per-view partner. That matters. He has sold out arenas or played to very big crowds in L.A., Atlanta, D.C., and New York. That is very rare for an American fighter to have several markets, and I think he's really good, and he's exciting. And, guys, I did not understand people who thought Ryan Garcia had any shot 
Five years ago or four years ago when they first talked about that fight, I called that fight Tiananmen Square. I said the tank's going to run him over. Ryan Garcia is not physical enough. I think he's fundamentally very flawed. It is camouflaged by his speed. His chin's up in the air. Uh, it's like a Pez, Pez dispenser waiting to get snapped back. And the thing that I didn't like, and I knew this because I work out at this gym once or twice a week. I knew that he was not going to 10 Goose Boxing to work with Joe Goosen six days a week like every other fighter. He was only going there for sparring. And this is my problem with boxing. They allow this stuff. Coach, could you imagine, or Darnell, you as a player going to a coach, hey, coach, uh, I'm only going to go to the practice facility uh, when we uh, when we scrimmage. But the rest of the time, don't worry, I'll be preparing at home. It wouldn't be allowed. Right. Would not be allowed. I mean, could you imagine Tom Brady going over to Belichick saying, hey, coach, when, would you, uh, when we're in shells, don't worry about it. I'll just stay home. I'll just throw to my son in the backyard. Get the hell out of here. I knew right then he was not preparing to win a fight. Man, no, nah, that's real insight. Now, I got to ask you this, man. You brought up, you, you were saying your list of, uh, you know, uh, the names of boxing, the faces of boxing. Tyson Fury was one of those names. Yeah. Tyson Fury in his prom. Mike Tyson in his prom. If they fought, who would you go with? Who would you pick and tell us why? You know, there's a, well, that's a tough matchup for for Mike because he's giving up about 11 inches yeah, and maybe about 80 pounds. I, but they have to understand, the, the prime of Mike Tyson was very short. It was from about 86 to about 89. And he basically peaked at age 23, right? And his last really great performance where he dominated somebody, I believe, was Carl the Truth Williams. Summer of 89. I'll never forget it. I'm warming up for a summer league baseball game. I'm bummed out we got to miss it. And I'll never forget, our, one of our assistant coaches says, Steve, the fight's over. You can get back to baseball. <laughs> I mean, the guy was that good. I, I would say based on his boxing acumen and, and that given the fact that size matters, I would favor, favor Fury. I would. I actually would favor Fury. But I will say this about Fury currently. He's turned into a big diva, guys. He's turned into a pain in the ass. Someone told me they've created a monster. He wants $100 million for each fight, and he better be fighting Alexander Usyk by the end of the year, or we better start getting on his ass. There's one last fight for him to have. That is Usyk, who's really a career cruiserweight. He's, he's giving up 50 pounds, but he's willing to fight him. Tyson Fury has a very complicated legacy because people already have him, Darnell, in the top 10. And I'm thinking to myself, really? I mean, he's had some great victories, but he, he has not fought all that much. He needs to put in another 10 to 15 fights against good guys have over 45 fights like the rest of these guys before I could put them in my top 10. Uh, hey, is, is the Crawford Spence thing happening? I believe it is going to happen late summer. And I haven't really changed my mind on it. I like Crawford, more versatile fighter, keeps himself in better condition. One of the most strongest natural athletes that you will ever see. I know people that have worked with them. This is a guy that has a wrestling background, so he knows how to grapple and use body weight. Best switch hitter I've ever seen. He can beat you orthodox, which he is naturally, and he can beat you southpaw. He can beat you up either way. And one of the meanest cats you'll ever see. This guy, uh, he looks right through you. And I, I just think he's a little bit more tenacious than Errol Spence. And here's the thing that's a factor, though, guys, which I don't like. Crawford has not fought since December. So that's kind of a long left. Guys, you know Errol Spence has not fought since last spring uh last april of 2022 yeah. in fact i remember that because i was in miami for the miami spring game and i remember going to the miami spring game and watching that fight later that night 
that was Mario Cristobal's first. Miami's already had another spring game. I'm like, geez, you really have taken some time off here. So I believe activity matters. Rhythm and timing in this sport is absolutely paramount. I like I like Terrence Crawford in that fight. Mm. Will Will Loma get a rematch? With no, Haney? I don't think they want that. I I really don't think the Haney's want to go through that again. I would hope that for Loma, that if he wants to fight, that he gets some opportunities. We had Joe Tessitore. Me and Mario Lopez are back doing our show, the three knockdown rule. We had Joe Tessitore who called that fight. He has a plan where maybe Te maybe Loma goes back down to junior lightweight and, and starts picking up belts there. But again, he's 35 years old. He had a very long amateur career. So there, there's miles on the odometer, even though he's only had 20 fights. And guys, I'm sure you saw that scene of Loma getting very emotional in the locker room where he had exhausted himself. And he said, Jesus, they took All it from me. Idiosyncratic physical. Yeah. I mean, that, that you, you feel for that guy because, you know, I don't know if you know the backstory, guys, but last year, um, at this stage, he could have had the Cambosis fight for the undisputed titles that Haney won. But there was a lot of pressure on him to serve his country, the Ukraine, in the war. So he could not take that assignment and then in stepped Haney. And his dream was always to be undisputed at a certain weight class. And because of world events that went beyond him and public pressure, he couldn't do it. Mm. So I don't. I don't know how he reacts spiritually if he has that motivation to go. Because these camps are hard, guys. Eight weeks, you don't eat a lot. You have to live an incredibly disciplined lifestyle. I'm going to talk to his manager, Agus Klimas, in a day or two to see where his guy is at. Because certain things can break men. Man, that's a good point, man. We we, we definitely hope, hope to see Loma again, you know. And obviously, he still has it. You know what I'm saying? We all agree to that. So hopefully, you know, we can see him. You know, Darnell, he does. But there's, 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 there's this old saying in boxing that older fighters always have that one last fight in their back pocket. Like for Muhammad Ali, it was the thriller in Manila. But in reality, he should have stopped right there. Because what happened at the back end really precipitated something that was not very healthy for him. Mm. For you know, with Loma, the different style. He doesn't do the whole rope a dope. He doesn't take that many punches. But but at a certain time, there there's an ascension of an athlete. There is that apex, and there's that inevitable decline. And again, thirty five is thirty five. Yeah, that's a good point. Great insight, my, my my guy Steve. I will say, man, to end it off like on this. I hope that Crawford and Spence fight happens. I'm going with Earl Spence, but I feel like it's a coin toss. I think it's going to be fight of the year if it happens. So, fingers crossed. I hope that goes down at the end of the summer. Hey, is there a July date already in place? Well, the thing reported that is July 29th. I was told in Las Vegas this past week that the drug testing issue was a final remaining hurdle, which is certainly very important. The information that I was giving is they're going to do some of the most advanced, up-to-date scientific testing so that there is a clean fight. That is certainly a very important issue, given that in combat sports, your goal is to knock people out. Okay, you can dress it up in any way, but this is a trauma collision sport. And I think everyone wants a playing field, at least in theory. My view is that that thing's being taken care of. Here's the, here's the issue, guys. It's like a carton of milk, and it has a date on it. Okay? And once it gets past that date, it can become spoiled milk. You're not using it on your cornflakes. If they don't get this fight off at, at any point in 2023, it becomes spoiled milk. I'm, I'm, I still have great interest in it. But the thing that I'm hearing, Darnell and Coach, is that a lot of fans have moved on from it. But I think that's a lot of emotion. 
This is the absolute last year that that fight has any type of value historically or commercially, or at a, or at a certain point, fans are just going to turn the page. Hey, my, hey, hey, we got to end the show with a trivia, Steve, because uh, I'm going to give away a hoodie today. I'm even going to give away another T-shirt from uh, from Smitty's brand. Um, I got a I got a on this day in sports history trivia question for you. Um, you always knock these out, but uh, everybody in the chat, make sure you guys. I'll I'll put the chat. I'll put it in the link right now. So the first caller, if Steve gets it right, the first caller in will win. Um, all right, Steve. Here we go. Um, on this day in sports history, 1941, in his 20th world heavyweight boxing title defense. Joe Lewis. Fucking that's too cool. easy, man. That's, well, that's bullshit. Because first of all, Joe like, Lewis made 25 heavyweight title defenses. So once you said the date, because Joe Lewis basically reigned a full decade, okay? And they used to call it the bum of the month club because a lot of the heavyweights were in the war. There weren't that many guys. And quite frankly, he didn't fight a lot of black fighters either. There was, there was a little bit of a color line for him too. They wouldn't they wouldn't sell, but once you Who said 20, huh? Who did he knock out? One of the bums of the month. So 19 was it like Abe Simon? Uh Buddy Bear. Buddy Bear. Okay, I've heard of that name. But yeah, if you Joe Lewis is an interesting guy to me because certainly one of the most American uh, most important American athletes of that century. He meant so much to every American and his, his victories over Max Schmeling. But if you look at his actual heavyweight resume. It, it's not nearly as good as Muhammad Ali. That's why I put the greatest at number one. Nobody faced as many good heavyweights and had as many big victories and shining moments as, as Muhammad uh, Muhammad Ali. Cassius Marcellus Clay. Originally. Here, I'll do a bonus one, Smitty, since we didn't get that one and it was too fast. Let me do a bonus one. Uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's a historical question for everybody. Whoever gets the first call in will win two. Uh May 23rd on this day, 1934. Oh, Jesus, 34. God, God. Hey, but, but it's easy because you'll get it. Uh, the, who, was the, who were the famous uh, folks that got gunned down in Louisiana? The famous mm -hmm. folks who got gunned down in Louisiana? That's, yeah, that's, a, very, that's a very broad. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's... Uh, the, fam the most famous. I can't say that, though. Uh a famous duo. Bonnie and Clyde? Yep. Bonnie oh, and Clyde. I, I, guess that that I just guessed that one. Because the other one, I was going to go with Hall and Oates or Run DMC. But I, I'm just glad I went with Bonnie and Clyde. 1934. Yeah, well, I, I just stopped going out duos. Abbott and Costello. Laurel and Hardy. You know, I, I mean. Hey, 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 Steve. We got a doctor and our, our main man, Darnell, here because we were going to do a top five sitcom. We're going to get to that tomorrow. But we've already had no more good sitcoms anymore, guys. Just the neighborhood with, with Cedric the Entertainer. That's the last great sitcom. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. There's there's the, the ones now, are, but there's no more Cosby show. There's no different world. There's no Three's Company. There's no Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Like we grew up in the era of the sitcoms. They're not doing the sitcoms anymore, guys, for the most part. They're not. They're not. Yeah. So we're going to definitely no, but, 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 do our draft. When there was the when this but but your top five sitcoms though I gave Darnell mine last night you, you know not shows exclude shows like Sopranos and those to me those are censored shows I'm talking you know I'm, ta I'm those are uncensored shows I'm talking about censored. I'm number one oh. sure. my number one and I've been watching a lot of these reruns the past couple of months believe it or not and I have a new appreciation for actually how good it was and I and I enjoyed it then. 
um, people are not going to be happy. Uh, Cosby Show. I actually really? thought it had a great messaging for America. The way they portrayed that family was incredibly positive. But I got to tell you, Bill Cosby was actually very funny. Just the spatial expressions, his physical humor, some of the storylines. But the way they portrayed that family, I thought was, let's just put it this way. They wouldn't portray a black family like that in American culture now. They'd make it all negative. It would, it would have the worst stereotypes. In fact, Cosby Show got criticized for being too positive. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought that was incredibly unfair. But when you watch those episodes of the Cosby Show, like the Gordon Gartrell, where, where uh, Denise tries to make a fancy shirt for Theo and it looks like modern art, looks all terrible. When you watch that show, you actually say that there are like there are some important things that they discuss, and it's it's actually very uplifting to watch it now. Where, so where's Stanford and Son on your list? Where's what? Stanford and Son. I I would say, well, look, for most people, that's top three. I didn't watch that much Sanford and Son. I've watched a few reruns. I like good times when they had John Amos. When the father left the show, I, I just thought it became too much about J.J. Walker, and it did not have the same seriousness. Um, the first couple of seasons with John Amos was incredible. Now, where would you put MASH, Coach? Because that was a pretty serious sitcom. I know. I don't know if I – I wasn't a MASH guy. I hated the, I hated the Army, and I, I just hated that whole – I hated that. I, you know, I, I hated of MASH Korean people. Because it brought back memories of the war and all the Korean people over the extras. So no Koreans that I knew actually like. But did you know the theme song? This is pretty dark. The theme oh, song to MASH, the, the title is called Suicide is Painless. That is dark, man. Damn. Yeah. It's, Damn. it's suicide is painless. Brings on many changes. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, it brings on many changes. You should listen to that song. It was written by a teenager. Because his dad wrote the, uh, the, the, wrote the, he composed the song. He said, son, write some lyrics. You might make some money. Guy, kid make millions of dollars. But Suicide is Painless is the title for a theme song of a sitcom. Doesn't sit right. But that was very well. How about Different World? Different <sighs> World was great. Different World was great. You know, MASH, Mash is a little bit, little bit before my time. I wouldn't put MASH in there. We got to go to, the, to, to, to more than 90s, though. I, I, I ain't hear Martin. I ain't hear Martin Fresh Prince. But Come on now. Darnell, Martin was good the first four years until Martin went crazy. And then when him and Tisha Campbell could not be in the same room because Tisha had like a restraining order against yeah, I remember him, that. Yeah. it was never the same. But I will, at, at its peak, Martin was, especially when Tommy Hearns knocked out uh, oh, Martin and he has his face looking like a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, that was hilarious. But anyway, classic, classic. he said, get hit, man. And then he just, anyway. Another show, and I hope he's doing okay. I am praying for him, the most talented entertainer ever. The Jamie Foxx show the first four years was incredible. I remember the first episode, Jamie Foxx did a R. Kelly impersonation, and, he, and, he, and his song was Keep It On The Big Toe. And I just remember thinking, Jamie Foxx is the most talented guy I've ever seen. Me and a wife were literally last night watch, watch that first episode, like watch the rerun, that literal episode oh, last night. Jamie Foxx tried to get in the fancy's party. He fancy, in, yeah, and he yeah. got beat up, and he tried to put it on there. And hey, the, hey, wh wh where's Fresh Prince of Bel Air at? Yeah, I watched. I watched. The, I know what. I was not a big fan of that show. To be honest, yeah. with you. Oh, no, I know. He said, "You know, you know that one scene. Uh, uh, he got emotional. He said, why, why he don't love me, man? Yeah, that, okay, daddy, that's come like, on now. Or the last one where they move out of the house, and it's a big empty house. People have memed that.'" 
Uh, but I will say this: growing again, showing my age, different strokes was my first favorite show. Great, love a uh, facts of life. Every kid had a had a had a crush on Blair. Um, See, I'm a, I'm a Three's Company guy. Three's Company, three's White Shadow. I was trying to hit White Shadow. Yeah, that's not a sitcom. White Shadow is not a sitcom. That was an hour long drama. Okay. I mean, I know, but it's an every week occurrence. Yeah. Okay, but um, Three's Company. Did you like? Mr. Roper or the Don Knotts character? No, I'm a Furley guy. <laughs> what? I'm a Furley guy all day. Furley all day over Roper. Yeah, Furley Roper was that was lady. Roper was bland. No, but do you even like the way Roper would rip his wife and look into the camera and laugh and, at his own joke? That was hilarious. I that, that guy was great. They actually made a spinoff of the Ropers, by the way, and it was eh, kind of not that good. What about the designer, Alice? Alice, I, I loved Alice. Great theme song. And and uh, Mel was always in a bad mood going, dingy, dingy. I'm like, yeah, leave the poor Vera alone, man. God damn, she could never Vera do it. So you got to love Vera and Flo. Flo, kiss my grit. That was a good one. Um, Happy Days, Till It Jumped the Shark was a great show. Loved Happy Days. That's a, that's a show that I really remember as a kid. So that those are probably like my, my top 10-ish. We probably hit all of them. What about Flipper? No, nah, Flipper was not really a sitcom, Coach. That was not really, that was not really a sitcom. Y'all are showing y'all age now. I don't know oh, some of these okay. shows. I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, no. Did you watch What's Happening? I didn't watch What's Happening. It sounds familiar, though. Yes, it's about – now, that was a show that actually starred uh, basically an all-black cast, and it had reruns. First, first one, first all-black cast. Right, and rerun could pop and lock his ass off for a big guy. I mean, he could move. God, I'm he's taking Darnell out to the house now, man. He, he can't be a brother <laughs> on his phone and not know what's happening. Is, I've man. heard of what's happening. I just ain't seen what's happening. What, 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 out. We when got did it come out? When did it come out? In the 70s. And Darnell, oh, well, shit. That's from the 90s, baby. I know, so Darnell. <laughs> Culture dog, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go read a book or something, I mean, man. I, I, I watch Severin and Son. I, I, I watch uh, my heart. I watch. I come on. I know the, but I mean, hey, I don't know. I don't know one show. I'm sorry. Did you watch the Jeffersons? Yes. yes. I watch, come on now. Stop playing. Oh, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All in the family. Wait a minute. Coach, all in the family with Archie Bunker and Edith and Meathead. That that has to be in the top ten. You could not make that show today. What about what about Riptide? I don't remember Riptide. I'll be honest remember with you. Six million dollar man. That that was not a sitcom, Coach. God, dog, your your definition <laughs> of a sitcom is awfully it's wide. Weak. All right, I, okay. All time worst sitcom. Anything that was on UPN, like <laughs> Homeboys in Outer Space, The Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. I mean, UPN had some shows that I'd watch. I'd be like. Holy shit, this is a bag of crap. No wonder why that network failed in 18 months. But anyway, that, that's just hey, nothing. Hey, let me be, we'll get out of here. We're running past. Let me ask you this. I got I got Married with Children and Two and a Half Men okay. in my top five. Married with Children certainly merits that. Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen was really good. By the way, did you know Al Bundy once scored four touchdowns at Polk High? Just, just want to remember this. Just want to remind you that. Fun fact, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah he did um hey man steve i appreciate you uh, we'll see you uh thursday we gotta get you back out to the house Absolutely. for uh, poker i all watched right. your take uh disappointed in the jim brown thing not top jim three all-time great player no one's perfect jb let him go greatest football player ever of that era i don't want to hear that crap oh, god dog it
Top three. Honestly, you had a lot of bad takes. That's the baddest take of all your bad, bad, batterest take. God, dog, you pissed me off in the morning. But anyway, Darnell, good seeing you guys, and I'll see you guys Thursday. Appreciate you. All right, peace. Peace, Steve. Um, well, man, Darnell, man. action loaded show. Um, we got in, we got our rants in, we got our debates in, we got our arguments in, we got our laughter in. There ain't no show like it. It's the realest of reals. Um, can't wait to do it again. Work boot Wednesday tomorrow, uh, Darnell. You're going to strap on your hard hat and work boots, dog. You think you're energetic today. You got to match the old man tomorrow because I'm hyped on Wednesdays, dog. It's work boot Wednesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to be ready. And you know I'm coming at your neck, defending the young people. I got a killer mentality. I'm putting the mask back on to end the show. And yes, sir, man, the best morning show in the world. Coach JB Show. Bitch, Smitty, let's get it. Pound that like button. I'll see you guys on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you later on. Peace out. I appreciate you guys. All love from Michael Myers and myself. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cool me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real the way you do it, man. You said from day one, you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm, and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give him this, uh, this fire and ice. The Coach AB Show with Big Smitty.